It is Free Talk Live, and as always, you are invited to control the airwaves. You can talk about whatever is important to you, or you can talk about whatever we happen to be discussing. It's up to you. 603-283-6160 if you'd like to join us at 603-283-6160. And with you tonight, it's Aria. And Nikki. And soon we'll be joined by Bonnie. She had to step out for a minute, so there's... Typical cast for Wednesday night, essentially. Good news for people out there, though. I remember a number, like a year ago, maybe longer, uh, Wednesday nights were She Talk Live episodes. I guess they still are here on Free Talk Live. But we did the show topless uh, at at my studio. And there was a reason behind. There was an actual idea of activism behind this it wasn't just i mean it was entertaining but there was also like all activism it was entertaining for us and it was entertaining other people we did the show topless and that was because tuesdays were historically topless tuesdays here Mm -hmm. on free talk live and no one ever took any issue with that like yeah their nipples are fine but once mine are on the screen it's a big issue yeah facebook never took issue with that twitch never took issue with that to be fair they didn't they didn't take any issue with myself being topless either which was just more curiosity because twitch had suspended us in the past for me being topless on the show so it was a a very weird inconsistency in how they had applied things so we did that as a form of activism and ultimately it just sort of fizzled out because it it kept Bonnie from being on the show, and it, it got cold. It did get cold, and it's not being something that really wanted to focus on. So, so we moved on from that. However, other people continued, you know, fighting that fight. And now Meta, that's Facebook, the company that owns Facebook and Instagram, is lifting its ban on bare breasts because it quote impeded the right to expression for women, trans, and non-binary people. Wow! That, yeah, I mean, it's like surprising. It is so crazy to me. That it's 2023 and people think, oh, male nipples fine, female nipples just not fine because straight men like them. It, it is strange, right, that this division even still exists or that it ever was as commonplace as it as it is because it still is commonplace. Where you won't see a woman's nipple on television, but you yeah. can see plenty of topless men on television and no one bats an eye about it. It's totally a cultural thing, too, because in certain countries, like in a lot of African countries, it's totally normal for women to walk around topless all the time. And, and it's not a sexual thing. It's just their culture. When I was a kid, I say this all the time when I'm arguing with the Republicans about grooming. When I was a kid, there was this German uh, family. Well, the mom was from Germany. The dad was from America. And they had this picture of a naked lady with her arms up in the air. And she was like, it didn't show her genitals, but showed her boobs. And my parents were always like, oh, so weird when, like, whenever we would sure. go there. But it well, also, I mean, your, your family was also like pretty religious and conservative, right? Yeah. And that's what I was saying. The other family wasn't. So it's not like they were like, they were just like, oh, God, that's so weird. But they didn't like tell us we couldn't go over there or anything like that. But I'm just saying like. The German lady was just like, oh, this is fine. I'm going to put it on my living room wall. Yeah, it's a very uh, European thing. Well, and a lot of art, historically, a lot of sculptures were yeah. of naked people. Well, that's the thing with this one, right? It was a, it was artwork, right? Yeah. It wasn't just like, here's a picture of some naked chick. Some it like was, porno picture. Right. It was like framed and stuff. Yeah, so that, that, that story is coming up. Also, this animal slaughterhouse uh, is in the news. Someone, some animal rights activist uh, hid three security cameras inside of a kill house in one of these slaughterhouses, and they captured some really shocking footage. We're going to talk about that. Obviously, we can't play the footage for you. It's got audio, to be fair, but the audio is horrific anyway, and you wouldn't want to hear it. Also, 
Wi-Fi allowing people to see through walls is coming up. And interesting news out of here in New Hampshire. Uh, I'd like to start with this one if you have it ready. A New Hampshire court has ruled that a license plate has to be manufactured. This, this person in New Hampshire wanted a customized license plate that said, cops lie. Yep. As in police officers lie, which they do. And for whatever reason, someone told him no. Someone in city government said no. And he fought it all the way to the Supreme Court, and evidently he won. Right. This is from uh, NBC5. It says, if a New Hampshire man thinks cops lie, he's free to say so on his license plate, the state's highest court ruled Wednesday. In a unanimous decision, the state Supreme Court agreed with the arguments of David Montenegro, who wanted the vanity plate reading cops lie to protest what he calls government corruption. Well, he's not wrong, right? I mean, cops do lie. They're trained to lie. And they get away with it. And one of the biggest problems in America today is that people operate under this belief that cops do not lie. And the FBI agents do not lie. And that the the system doesn't lie. But it does all the time in order to get its way. Yep. The, the prosecution wouldn't be lying to us. They're just, you know, they must be right. So guilty. Now, so this was... This was an actual license plate that he wanted, right? I see, because I'm not a fan of this. This is just giving more money to the state for them to use mm-hmm. to drop bombs on people. And I, I understand you're paying for it to say cops lie, and that's, that's amusing. But you could also just get a bumper sticker yep. that says the same thing, and it wouldn't help the state. It wouldn't directly fund the state. The thing I like about this is just that they told him he couldn't have it just because um, it'll get into why. I am curious what justification they think they had for this because it's not profane i understand profanity yeah. you should be able to get profanity if you want but there's nothing profane about cops lie it's just right. an opinion it says state law prohibits vanity plates that quote a reasonable person would find offensive to good taste unquote well cops lying is definitely offensive to good taste but pointing out that cops lie cops lie yeah I, I don't agree that that's offensive to good taste. Right. But I see why this person would have a hard time fighting that. And I, I can see why the city or whatever government, you know, said no. They probably no, just thought th- no one was going to tell them they can't do that. Well, have they met libertarians in New Hampshire? Because, of course, they'll say, yeah, no, you can't do that. And they'll fight it all the way to the Supreme Court and they will win. It says the New Hampshire Civil Liberties Union argued that the law is unconstitutionally vague and gives too much discretion to a person behind the Department of Motor Vehicles counter. I definitely agree with that. Uh, what? Like, what is good taste? Like That could like, literally the, mean anything, yeah. Right, the picture of the naked lady in that uh, woman's living room, that was fine for her, but in bad taste to my parents. So, you know? Yeah, who makes this consensus of what people find to be in good taste and in bad taste? And are they are they doing this via poll or is this via ballot? How how are they finding right. this out? I, I feel like most New Hampshire people would not find that in bad taste. I don't know if they would or not, but even if they do, I, I don't think that this person's free speech should be curtailed because some right. people find it offensive. I think just whether it's vague or not. I think the law is probably unconstitutional because the person has the right to say things that most people find to be in bad taste. Yep.
It says New Hampshire had argued that state workers were right to deny the plate because the phrase disparages an entire class of people. Oh my gosh! Police officers, right? Police officers are not a class of people, right? When I first heard that, I said, "Oh, the class of people who are trained to lie." Yeah, I mean, even if it does, like, right? Like, who cares? It's okay to disparage an entire profession of people. It it really is. Because I mean, it's they, your choice. Yeah, they chose to be that profession. We're not talking about disparaging people of a certain ethnicity or gender identity or sexual orientation or these other things that a person is born as. We're talking about you chose to be a cop, dude. You chose to make a career out of lying to people. Like Stealing That was your people. choice. Being called out on that is not a, is not a problem in society. It's a problem with you. If you don't want to be called out for being a liar, then stop lying. That seems like the best solution to me. Yep. Says the justices said that state law does not define the phrase offensive to good taste. The restriction grants DMV officials the power to deny a proposed vanity registration plate because it offends particular officials' subjective idea of what is good taste, the court wrote. The decision states the law is unconstitutionally vague and violates free speech rights. So does that mean we can get whatever we want on a license plate now? I bet. It it sounds like it really does open it up because they, they don't have any way of determining. Uh, the, the state of New Hampshire, the legislature will, have to, legislature will have to go back to the drawing board on this one and find yeah. some other way to define what a person can and can't have on the license plates, which I think is a good thing. They shouldn't be able to leave this up to a bureaucrat sitting behind a desk. Yeah, no, it's ridiculous. I mean, I think even just the existence of license plates and having to register your car to the state is ridiculous, but... Absolutely. It would be much better if we didn't have to do that. Is there more to this? Well, it says attorney Anthony Galdery, who argued the case on behalf of Montenegro, the defendant, and the New Hampshire Civil Liberties Union, said he was not surprised by the court's ruling. Quote, this regulation was an impermissible way to regulate speech under the First Amendment, which he's right. Yes, but like, again, you shouldn't be using your license plate as a vehicle for free speech in the first place. I, and I understand why you might want to, because it's the state has to give you that license plate. So they sort of have to say whatever you yeah. request them to say. But <laughs> how much are custom license plates? How much more expensive are they than just a standard one? I think I heard $100. Oh, I thought it was less than that. I thought it was only like 60 40 Oh, 40 yeah. uh, Okay, so it's not unreasonably expensive, but I still don't. You're you're voluntarily paying taxes at that point. And I just don't understand how anyone gets to that point where I want to give the state more money. I don't I don't know this guy for all I know he's like not exactly like an anarchist. He might be right. more like, "Oh, I want us to have cops just cops that don't lie." I don't know. Which is all fine, but I I still don't get it. I I'm not yeah. saying it's impossible. I'm not saying there there aren't good reasons for it. I just I don't understand the idea behind wanting to give the government more money. This, Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say that there's plenty of other ways to put a message out on your car, like we mentioned, bumper stickers, or ways to customize your car to make it unique that give other businesses money and not the state. So I think there's better ways to do it. But if you are going to get a vanity plate, this would probably be the one to get. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, I don't disagree. During the arguments, it says, answering a question about whether a plate reading... Cops are great. GR8 would be approved. Senior Assistant Attorney Gerald Richard Head. His name is Richard Head. <laughs> um, I had to stop for a minute because I didn't, I didn't catch that at first. Wow. Yeah. That, That's what, hilarious. This is the prosecutor again, right? The, no, he's a... Oh, wait. Um, he, he's an attorney for the government, right? 
Yeah, it sounds like it. Says, and his name is Richard Head. <laughs> Richard Head. Sounds okay. legit. Assistant Attorney General Richard Head. Oh, Attorney General. I don't know, but he is some lawyer. He acknowledged that... And he t- works for the government. You can't make this stuff up. You man. can't make that up. See, this is how I know there's a God, right? Because <laughs> only a God has a sense of humor to put me yeah. in a universe where, where that guy, Richard Head... Is the assistant you uh, is the assistant attorney here? <laughs> the the district attorney, the assistant district attorney, whatever it was, the attorney general. Otherwise, otherwise you don't get that. And like, if your name is Richard Head, like that locks you into into one to one of you two careers. Yeah, you've got to become a lawyer, and you've got to work for the state. You can't be <laughs> you can't be a defense attorney with a name like that. It's no. like no one in his entire family stopped his mother from this. Like, <laughs> she probably name... did it on purpose. She's <laughs> like, she this is like hilarious. Him. Well, anyways, so uh, attorney Richard Head acknowledged that two different people could come to different uh, conclusions saying whether or not cops are great would be granted or not. And I Head... mean, that's in bad taste, right? That's right. the problem, right? Is that... that two different bureaucrats can come up with. Exactly. That's why he had to acknowledge it. But he, did, you know. To some bureaucrats, it's not in good taste. For whatever reason, they may decide it's not. I would suggest, like Nikki said, that it's not good in taste to have. It's not in good taste to have cops are great as your license plate. But if you have a situation where a bureaucrat can decide that something is offensive or isn't offensive, it's just on their whim or through some unknown criteria that hasn't been explicitly spelled out, then you're but you you have a tyrant and the person who's going to work for the DMV. I don't know if anyone's ever been to the DMV, but. They're not friendly there. They tend to be little tyrants, and they, they like it. And they love that little slice of power they have over people. Yep. It's like um, that scene from, I believe it's the movie Zootopia. It's like a children's cartoon, and everyone that works at the DMV in the movie is a sloth. Oh. I've never seen it. I did see it, it's but a it funny so scene. long ago. <laughs> well, this is kind of interesting. It says, after court in November, Montenegro, who in 2012 legally changed his name to Human, so why haven't they been calling him Human this whole time? H- human is his name? Yeah, it's like his just, name. And just, just been Yeah, I guess, and it's lowercase. Hmm. Said he thought police officers who might pull him over and have to type cops lie into their computers would amount to, quote, the perfect situational irony. That's great. He's not, again, he's not wrong. I want to hear more about him changing his name to human. Right, and why did yeah. they send, say that the last paragraph of the article and just call him David Montenegro the whole time? Yeah, they did name this dude the entire time. It sounds like there's a real philosophical or spiritual reason yeah. that, I, that he would name himself human, and you said in all lowercase. That's not something someone does arbitrarily. He did that for a reason. Right. Well, he sounds That's cool. He does. Uh, that was basically it. I thought it was great. Well, yeah, I'm going to look awesome. to see if I can find out anything about a man who changed his name to human. Actually, I did. Um, a man who changed name to human bids for New Hampshire House, apparently. It well, still what say, date is this from? Uh, this is from uh, 2015. So oh, okay. he changed his name quite some time ago, it would, it would seem. I think it's a 2013 in this article. He changed his name oh, in 2012. 2012 to human, all lowercase. And again, it doesn't say... Anything? Wow, this this has been going on a long time. This article was published in January of 2015. A candidate who legally changed his name to human is running against incumbent Democratic state rep, blah, blah, blah. David Montenegro, again, they, they continue to de- dead name him, changed his name to human in 2012. He made headlines this year when the state's highest court ruled that he could have a vanity license plate that read 
cops lie. Oh, wow. So this whole situation has been going on since 2015. Yeah, so maybe it's possible that this this article that you have is actually just old as well, and we somehow Yeah, this article that. is old. Okay. I'm sorry, I didn't know this. I thought it was new. Well, well, congrats to Human. I, I would. I want to know what, why this guy changed his name to Human. Yeah, I, it's I pretty would. interesting. I wish that article said... Yeah, I wish I could find anything more about that. Well, human, if you're listening, call in and tell us why. Obviously, he's been losing elections, which isn't terribly surprising. He ran as recently as 2021, it looks like. And he just, oh, he's still at it. He he is still at it. But I mean, that's true of a lot of activists in New Hampshire. Yeah, no, this article, again, is from 2014. It's, yeah, mine is from 2014. I don't know how I missed that. That's so first. Before I clicked it, it said February 26, 2021. And then that you, might have been um, when they last updated it, maybe. It could be. But then you click it and the article is from 2014. How frustrating. Still, congratulations to the guy for taking this fight to the Supreme Court, for taking it all the way to the Supreme Court, and for ultimately... Winning that fight. And it's great to know that um, the Supreme Court of New Hampshire, you know, ruled this way. They do make some surprisingly good rulings at the New Hampshire Supreme Court. Live Obviously, or die. Yeah, they are a Supreme Court. They are, you know, bureaucrats. Well, they're judges. And they do what you would expect judges to do. But through my time in New Hampshire, most of the cases that I've heard about them hearing, they tend to side on pro-freedom. So good on them for that. In other freedom-oriented news, as we talked about, Meta is freeing the nipple, and that that means they're going to allow, I don't know exactly when they're going to begin allowing it, topless women, trans people, and non-binary people to post pictures of themselves. No men, though. They're going to ban the men now. (laughs) (laughs) That would be the ultimate irony. Uh, I kind of wish they would, you know, just just so that... uh, all of the men out there who never thought anything about posting a topless pic will suddenly go, oh, wait, this is actually pretty messed up. And we were making women deal with this for the last century. And you know what's weird about it is like if the only explanation is, well, it might be sexual to men who like the look of boobs. There are probably women out there who like men pecs, you know? Well, there's there certainly are. Right. So, I mean, I don't really get the that it's not exactly the same thing. And what if it is sexual? Yeah. You know, who cares? Fair point. I, you know? I never understood what this was all about anyway. And when I first began transitioning, I, I wanted to find out where exactly f- Facebook would draw the line. Because mm-hmm. up until then, my entire life, I ran around topless most of the time. And no one ever gave me a hard time. I wouldn't go into like a grocery store topless. But if I was mm-hmm. just like out of my house, there was a 90 something percent chance I was going to be topless just because that's that's a, it's pretty comfortable. Especially if you live in Mississippi, where it tends to be warm, right? Yeah, not so not so comfortable here in New Hampshire, where it's like actually it was like forty five degrees today. It was amazing today. Yeah, but it was really hot last summer. Oh my god, I I couldn't wait for summer to be over this year and for it to turn cold. I'm ready for some snow, man. I don't want to get into a weather report, right? But it it is (laughs) it's surprising to me how little snow we've gotten this year. Like this is not what I know New Hampshire to be. I kind of like it. It's been strange the past, I would say, five years. It seems like we'll get a couple snowstorms, like a couple blizzards, but then it'll all melt and we won't have any. And then later, like March, April, then we'll really start to get snow. It's just so not weird. how it used to be when I was a kid. And so- some some local told me at my job last year, like, oh, this winter wasn't cold enough, so the maple syrup's going to suck. And then my boss was like, don't listen to him. Locals like to just sound like locally. And <laughs> I've had two 
containers of maple syrup that didn't taste very good, yeah. which shocked me. I, mm-hmm. I just can't understand why it would taste any different. It's j- just one ingredient, maple syrup. Well, I, yeah, the it, cold it, is what... It could be different per tree as well, you know? Also, one of them is technically from Brattleboro, so maybe I should... That's probably why it tastes bad. Over the border. Yeah, it's tainted with hippie. Right? <laughs> you don't want that. You need the northern Vermont... Yeah, what don't you have? You just have crunchy hippies there instead of yeah, your. Yeah, the cool hippies. hippies are up there. But it is supposed to snow this weekend, and I'm looking forward to it because you know, my first year of New Hampshire, um, I was driving an older vehicle, and the something the gas pump went out in it, and that meant I had to drop the gas tank and take that apart and replace the fuel pump inside of the gas tank, and then put it all back together. And this is a monumental test. This is. Well beyond what I would normally consider doing for vehicular repair. But at the time, I didn't have a whole lot of choice. That was the way to go. And there was like a solid foot of snow on the ground when I had to do this. And it's just one of those things where like, it sucks, but there's not going to be less snow tomorrow. And it's not going to be any warmer. So the only thing you can do is get out there and do it. Wait, was this like en route? No. Oh, okay. Oh, God. No, like was, on the side of the road? That's what I was imagining. Oh, God, no. I would never have That'd done That'd be, like, this impossible. Yeah. <laughs> so this was in the driveway, but still, it was at least a foot. And this was in November, I think. And you weren't quite so used to it being cold. I remember when I first got here, I was like, it's so cold when it was in the 40s. <laughs> yeah, you get used to it. You really do. And it's speaking shocking. of things that people are getting used to, toplessness is now going to become a thing on Facebook and Instagram. The board, that's the oversight board. They recommended that the ban on bare breasts violated human rights of women, transgender, and non-binary people. I don't know if I want to use words like human yeah. rights here, because I don't think you have a human right to post anything to Facebook. Right. But if Facebook is going to acknowledge that anyone has a right to post content on its network, which they don't, then in order for them to be consistent, they would have to not have these discriminatory policies well, in place. I mean, it is discriminatory. If, if you let men do it and not trans people and women. To me, I think it's less about rights and more about just like, don't be hypocrites. Yeah. yeah. As Bonnie pointed out, it's amazing that it's 2023 and this is still in place, given that it's obviously hypocritical and it's an obvious double standard. This was focused on Instagram's ban of two posts by a couple, one of whom is transgender and the other non-binary, who post topless but cover their nipples to raise awareness around top surgery. This is... I think breast reduction surgery or breast augmentation surgery. It doesn't really specify, but it's some sort of breast surgery. The board said that the old policy is based on a binary view of gender and a distinction between male and female bodies. And apparently the board doesn't believe that's right. 603-283-6160. There's more coming up here. It is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, and as always, you're invited to join us, 603-283-6160. I guess if I was better at my job and we had planned this a little further, we could have done a topless Wednesday episode to celebrate this, I guess. I, it didn't occur to me until, like, right now, and I didn't even have the show prep that pulled up until, like, 6 o'clock today, and I worked all day, so I wasn't going to do that. And plus, if we do the topless thing, the Bonnie doesn't want to be on, so it's just a... I just I hate the trolls too much to do that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I understand entirely. You know, oh, no explanation. Oh, yeah. I just wanted to say that to them. So, so 
But if I was good at my job, I could, I mean, we could have planned something in celebration of this free the nipple thing because here on Free Talk Live, we, without even trying to be like, none of us ever sat down and talked about this in advance, right? It just, we all approach it from sort of the same perspective, which is, well, duh, obviously if a woman wants to take her shirt off, she should have that right. And if they want, if she wants to post that on the internet, she should have that right. None, we never discussed it beforehand. There was never any plan before. And I think some Free Talk Live hosts who used to be on the show like a number of years ago were also free the nipple advocates and is it's just curious how this issue that isn't really like related to libertarianism that there's no direct connection between hashtag free the nipple and hashtag free the people i guess but still here we are advocates of free the nipple and it's it's happening in some minor ways the board of over the oversight board has ruled that the old policy of Facebook and Instagram, which is that toplessness was only permissible on men, is based on a binary view of gender and a distinction between male and female bodies, which makes ruling about bearing nipples unclear for those who do not identify as women. So it seems like to Facebook or Meta, rather, this is more of like a tra- not just a trans issue, like also non and there's so many genders nowadays it hard it's hard to keep up, but like trans, non binary, like it seems like this is more about not uh, hurting their rights instead of just like, oh, everyone should be able to wear or, or be naked. So it is kind of yeah, weird. That's what it seems like. It is definitely weird because they're not they're not taking the perspective that it's discriminatory to apply a policy to women but not to apply it to men, which is obviously the case. That's obviously discriminatory. Instead, they're saying it's based on a, a an idea that there's a difference between male and female bodies, and that idea is fundamentally false. So they can't say that this is a male body or this is a female body. Which is also valid. It's not like I'm yeah. saying it's not valid. It's sure. just kind of interesting. Like, oh, no, never would have just been like, everybody should be like, able to be topless no matter who they well, are. And that's the thing. It's just, but it's I, a little sad that it's not because they don't want to be hypocrites or they don't want to discriminate against people it's they don't want to they 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 don't want to wade into the discussion about what is a woman and what isn't yes exactly but i didn't really expect like facebook executives to be suddenly like really principled or anything so well i didn't either but it's still it's still disheartening that the way that the free the nipple thing was went was by people saying well you can't prove that's a woman or you can't prove that's a man. And you know what? This should have happened years ago. Like, this should have happened in the 60s or the 70s, where women can just be topless as yeah. men are. You know, why Why is it taking until 2023 for a company like Meta to, you know, speak out against this? You know, this should have just been normalized long ago. There are some uh, cities even that right now you're allowed to be topless in, like Austin, Texas. I've done it there. Keene is one of them. You can be topless in Keene. Oh, oh, cool. I, I think I did that. hear that. But I, I think the whole state of New Hampshire is. Uh, as long as you don't touch yourself in a in in a a weird way. I can't think of the word they use, but you can't like fondle yourself in public, basically. And they, I sort of understand that. But if you're just being topless, they they have no issue with it. Hmm. I suspect you'll have a lot of people gawking at you just because socially it's still unusual. And you probably would have a lot of uh, creepy older dudes staring yeah. at you, but like, well, when I, I think did it, it is legal. I was at this place called Barton Springs. It's like a, I don't know if it's a river or a lake or something. So it's like, you know, a bunch of people in bikinis anyway. And me and my friend were like, let's be topless because we can. Sure. Well, I mean, if you can, you might as weird. well, right? Well, less weird than like walking into the grocery store. I don't know if yeah. I could have done that, honestly. 
Might have felt too weird. So they argue that this policy makes rules about bearing nipples unclear for those who do not identify as women, but it also affects women who have long fought to desexualize images of bare breasts while arguing that men are allowed to share their bare, bare chests. Naked protesters, both men and women, marched to Facebook's New York headquarters in 2020 to demand the policy on bare breasts be changed, and evidently they were not successful. The board, which is funded by Meta but operates independently, said in a ruling that the company's adult nudity policy is based on a binary view of gender, making it unclear how the rules apply to intersex, non-binary, and transgender people. Facebook and Instagram were criticized in 2013 for removing images of women breastfeeding, but the platforms apologized for, quote, the mistake and said it encouraged such images on their platforms. I don't remember this, but I do remember there's this whole, the, the issue of breastfeeding has been an issue that people have been fighting over as it's long like as I can remember. It's like bringing up pit bulls. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I don't understand why. Like, you understand that, like, humans need breast milk to, like, not die, right? Also, how disgusting is it to sexualize feeding an infant like this is a normal bodily function (laughs) people have been doing this since the existence of people it's you know they're like that is pretty gross when you put it that way it's like like who should be kicked out of the restaurant the man who's sitting across the table like staring at a lady breastfeeding or the lady breastfeeding it's kind of like pedophile-ish it's like this is a baby yeah you know and they can say that they're sexualizing the woman all they want but no, that's a, a baby eating. Yeah. But you know, it's, and breasts it's weird to aren't take inherently issue with sexual, you know? Right. Of the two posts that triggered the case, one from 2021 and the other from 2022, it said the overboard the oversight board finds that removing these posts is not in line with Meta's community standards, values, or human rights responsibilities. These cases also highlight fundamental issues with Meta's policies, such as an approach. Such such an approach makes it unclear how the rules apply to intersex, non-binary, and trans people, blah, blah, blah. And it requires reviewers to make rapid and subjective assessments of sex and gender. And here they show one of these images of what I, what I assume to be a trans man. It's not completely clear who has had top surgery, breast removal surgery. And apparently that pic was taken off of Facebook for some reason or Instagram. They took issue at Instagram. They took issue with it for some reason. I, I don't see any reason they would have because it's a person clearly identifying as male. Yeah. And I, I don't. Are there so, even nipples in the picture? I mean, the, I think so. That's either a nipple or a really horrific scar. I mean, breast removal surgery doesn't remove the nipple, right? No, it, keep, one, it should keep the nipple. I saw but. one picture where the nipple was gone, so I just didn't really oh, know. Man. That's typically with breast cancer, I believe, if okay. I'm not mistaken. I think typically with um, a breast reduction or removal, they keep the nipple unless it unless all of the tissue needs to be taken out for cancer. There's purposes. a specific picture that gets passed around by Republicans on like Twitter, and it looks like um, I it, I don't know. Like I I don't even know if this person is boy or girl, even trans. Um, and they have just nothing there but a bunch of scars. And now that I think of it, now that you're saying it like that, it could possibly be somebody who had breast cancer at a young age. And you know the Republicans are like always passing around saying this is uh bodily mutilation, but you don't have an actual like source. They're just right. posting that picture. That's the exact picture I'm talking about. And also, a lot of things are bodily mutilation. Piercings, tattoos, mm. technically bodily mutilation. Yeah. So people should be able to do whatever they want. If you want to cut off body parts, you know, getting your appendix removed, 
is mutilation. That's so people, point. you know. And people like voluntarily just get their tonsils removed when it's not like yeah. bursting like an appendix. And it's so. just, it's very ironic because Republicans are always like, and conservatives are like, oh, like always boasting about freedom and, but they only want the freedoms that they like. Certainly. They don't right. want, you know. Republicans and LPNH. Yeah. While Meta originally had 60 days to respond to the board's recommendation, it moved forward to lift the ban as first reported by the New York Post. So Meta has already apparently moved forward to lift the ban on topless pics. However, the new policy to allow bare breasts has been a long time in the making. In 2016, women took to the streets in the Free the Nipple movement to desexualize images of bare breasts. And it came about when pictures of women breastfeeding were censored or flagged as nudity. As we talked about previously, that that still boggles my mind. The movement gained traction in 2013 after Facebook removed clips from the actor Lena Esco's documentary, Free the Nipple, which sparked protests outside of Facebook headquarters. I've never seen Free the Nipple, but I can speculate that it's about exactly this. Mm -hmm. And it's a documentary about exactly this fight. And she made a documentary about it and Facebook removed clips of it for having nipples in it. So they like literally Mm -hmm. proved her point. Good job, Facebook. And many women argue that while hate speech goes uncensored, their nipples are flagged as dangerous. One of the things that I saw someone put forward a long time ago was like, it was just little clip out art of men's nipples. It's like, anytime you have a, a topless photo of a woman, you want to upload it, yeah, just, just-, <laughs> just copy the male's nipples over and paste them into your photograph and everything will be fine, right? Because it's it's the female nipple that they, they can't stand. And that's yeah. what's so weird about a lot of the breastfeeding pictures is like, shouldn't you not be able to see the nipple? Yeah, I don't think yeah, you'd think. I, I never spent a lot of time looking at breastfeeding, but I don't study them. I think you've got to be kind of a weirdo to sit there and like, <laughs> study a breastfeeding photo to see if there's something in there that is i don't know titillating or upsetting <laughs> i don't i don't know what these people are looking for it's a baby eating i don't i don't why well, I, I don't understand why anyone even takes a picture of that unless it's for like the cover of time magazine or something like that it's just a baby eating or your wife feeding a baby i don't see or a girl feeding a baby i don't see any point in taking a picture of that but whatever to each their own ceo mark zuckerberg tried to justify this in 2018 saying it's easier to build an AI system to detect a nipple than what is hate speech. So that was, so Mark Zuckerberg's argument is that it's easier to build AI to detect a nipple than hate speech. And I mean, yeah, probably, but like that doesn't make it right. Meta was recently criticized for banning professional nude photography by activists who stated the images are art. In 2020, protesters swarmed Facebook's headquarters in New York City, all naked, and holding up pictures of enlarged nipples. And man, did they. <laughs> That's uh, Completely naked? Uh, from what I can tell, yes, completely naked. Because they included a photo here, and they are holding up... Yeah, they, it looks like they're drawn on maybe paper plates, which is kind of a creative use of paper plates, really. <laughs> and they're made to be nipples, and they're just holding them up. It's, uh, it's very curious. I guess if it's effective, it's effective. But the movement included the National Coalition Against Censorship and the women's rights group grabbed them by the ballot. At this time, Facebook only allowed nudity in depictions of paintings and sculptures. To get around such a barrier during the 2020 demonstration, Tunic, who is known for staging similar nude art installations and iconic, good Lord, that sentence is sloppy. So this person, in order to get around Facebook's limitations, had his 
nude female models cover their nipples with images of men's nipples, which were donated for that specific purpose. So evidently, some someone did try this officially, and those same images of men's nipples were also blown up and used to cover both male and female genitalia during the demonstration outside of somewhere else. It doesn't say whether or not any of these were actually successful. Yeah, I'm wondering if they got taken down or not, because it seems like it's it's obviously not the actual nipple that is the right. problem. It's just the fact that it's attached to a woman or someone It's not so much worse woman, when you put you know? it that way. Right. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's not the fact that it's a nipple. It's the fact that it's attached to a woman. I mean, you're yeah. not wrong, but wow. that. I mean, that's the truth of the situation. And it sounds so bad when it's put that yeah. way. Well, Republicans have so many things and... People are probably going to start to think I'm just like harping on the drag thing every week. But it's just like, I hate the hypocrisy that... And the thing is, if it was just Republicans saying it, it'd be one thing. But so many libertarians, people who claim to be libertarians or really conservatives, have been obsessed with this topic and trying to, you know, convince people that it's libertarian to not want other people to parent a certain way. But what I was going to say was, I couldn't get any answer from any conservatarians on... Is it child abuse for a woman to be dressed exactly like a drag queen and, you know, read a book to children? Because the LPNH, the Libertarian Party of New Hampshire, tweeted, it's child abuse to take your kid to drag queen story hour. And it's just like, this Did is... Did they really? Yes. And they don't care that... Uh, yeah, I mean, they just won't answer that question. That's so hard for them to answer because it's not about the clothing. It's about... The fact that it's, in this instance, attached to somebody who's a man. Well, it seems the real issue is they just care too much about what other people's genitalia are. Exactly. Like, does it matter? It really shouldn't matter to anyone, like, what you have. No, not unless you're trying to sleep with them. In which case, yeah, I understand it's a fair point, but that's not the case with LPNH. isn't trying to sleep with any of these people. I'm surprised to hear this from the Libertarian Party of New Hampshire. I mean, I'm not. We know a lot of these people, yeah. right? And well, the thing is, like, I told them F you for trying <laughs> to ruin the liberty migration to New Hampshire that me and my yeah. husband and lots of my friends have put, like, our entire lives into. And they were like, hold up. We respect what you guys are doing. They, I have to say they because they're not tweeting these hor- stupid opinions from their own accounts. It's just yeah, from the hiding LPNH. behind the right. party. But uh, they said, we appreciate what you guys are doing. We just don't agree on this one thing. It It's not about this one thing. It's about the principle, you know? Well, yeah, that's but- the thing. And I think, Arya, you might have said it last week, that it, it kind of keeps other LGBTQ plus people from wanting to join, not necessarily the Libertarian Party, but to kind of adopt some of these principles and philosophies yeah. or to even move to New Hampshire. Because when they see stuff like that, they're like, oh, cool. You know, people up there are bigots and I'm going to get attacked if i moved up there and i look a certain way it's not a good look for us to have yeah and the thing is like they never said the government should go after drag queens but by saying it's child abuse it's like giving people like i don't that mean that means that you don't care if somebody kills somebody over it because it's like i wouldn't care if somebody shot somebody like a priest in the middle of raping a kid i would not care because that's child abuse and it should be stopped with force yeah, they're using loaded language on purpose, and they know that. And I'm, I, I don't know if, I mean, I don't know that they know that. They should know that, but I don't know if they've really given any consideration to what constitutes child abuse, because saying that this action or that action is abuse, well, that's a violation of the NAP. Right. 
in which case you're allowed to use defensive force yeah. to put a stop to it. In which case they're allowed to use defensive force police to put a stop to drag shows. So either they're not thinking this all the way through or they agree with that. They're being slippery on right. purpose because they replied to this lady, Nina Turner, who is a horrible liberal from New York who always posts horrible things. And she had said like something about gas stoves should be illegal. And um, gas stoves. Yeah. And um, so why, why? Why is this? Oh, you haven't heard. Uh, about no, the, I, uh, I've seen this here and there, but like, I don't know why people are. The be- FDA or something yeah. is saying that they should be made illegal because they make some chemical and it's bad for children's lungs. That, okay. Yeah, but don't worry about all the glyphosate and the food and the GMOs. That's that's fine. Don't yep. worry about the chemtrails. Worry about the gas stoves. Yep. But either way, like people should be allowed to have something in their house, even if it causes CO2 to come out. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's their house, right? Yeah. Wait, and if it leaks out, it's not going to be in any sort of concentration that's going to affect anyone. So let let, let them give themselves carbon monoxide poisoning or whatever. That's what they want. Right. So this lady posted, you know, she's just copying the government line. Uh, gas stoves should be illegal. And LPNH replied to them and said, like, uh, wh- why don't you let people do what they want? And I replied to them, like, oh, this is really ironic from you guys, like the day after you posted that drag queen story hour is child abuse and they said specifically they said i don't recall us ever calling for state action and so they're purposely being slippery yeah that's cowardice man if you're going to call something abuse you're calling for state intervention to put an end to that abuse someone's of intervention yeah whether you uh, whether you justify it one way or not again abuse is a violation of the nap and that allows defensive force to be applied justifiably Right, and that it's not a nap violation at that point. It's just defense. It's putting a stop to an abusive situation. It's putting a stop to a nap violation. Calling something abuse is literally justifying using the state to put a stop to it. Yeah, I think so too. And the thing about it is, like, I would definitely agree with them that they should use force to stop someone else from forcing their kids to watch a drag show. That's yeah. fine, but you just don't take your kids to it. That would be the easiest way to get out of this, but too many people they they can't wrap their minds around that solution. Which where it's so simple to me. Like if you don't support drag shows, then just don't take your kids to them. Well, they yeah. think in this instance, all of a sudden they care about all kids and they must protect all kids. Oh, suddenly it takes a village. Yeah, is that what they're saying? Oh, yeah. So right. they they did they read that particular book by I think Hillary Clinton? No. Oh. I think it was Hillary Clinton who wrote It Takes a Village. Um, she definitely said it. I didn't know if it was a book or not, but that's definitely Hillary Clinton. I mean, that's basically idea, the idea, right? That parenting isn't something that one family does or one parent does or two parents do or one family. It's something that all of society does. Yeah, I hate that idea. And it justifies this idea that if a parent does a does it in a way that they don't like, then they're justified in intervening. Right. So if they raise their kid to be anti-state or whatever, then the state is justified in intervening with that. It's a slippery slope. And I'm shocked to hear the Libertarian Party of New Hampshire going down that road. I would expect them to know better. Right. Do they even know any drag queens? Have they ever been to a drag show? Because my experience with most of these people is the answer is no. That, that's what it seems like most of the people that reply to me. Yeah, they've never been to a drag show. They don't know what it's about. They don't know what happens there. And they, they just have this this mind this image in their head of of someone from like Rocky Horror Picture Show 
dancing and stripping and on a stage for little kids or whatever. And that's what they think a drag show is. The other thing is they always try to say that there has been images that have come out that have been like somebody twerking or showing something really inappropriate. And first of all, I'm always like, please send me a link. I want to I want to like have proof of this. And they never can. And I've Googled similar things they like to Google the phrase that they're literally talking about. And I can't find it. I know I would have seen this on libs of TikTok if it was a thing, but it doesn't matter. Even if I'm just going to give it to them. It's 100 percent true that there was a drag show. It was made for all kids. And then they got completely naked and twerked and stuff. It doesn't mean that somebody else can't do an all ages drag show and do it right and make it, uh, you know, PG. And they can't wrap their minds around that. They just can't. Yeah. And again, you know, if you want to take your kids to somewhere where someone's dancing naked, I don't necessarily see an issue in and of itself with that. Like the, these witch covens or whatever, where people do similar things. If a, if a lady wants to take her kids to that, I don't necessarily see an issue. Because n- nudity, as we've been talking about here with the free the nipple thing, is not inherently sexual. It could be, but just because there's naked people there doesn't mean that it is sexual. And someone obviously dancing, uh, twerking naked is going to be a sexual thing. That's the whole point of twerking. But th- there are ways in which could be, this could be done where it wouldn't necessarily be an issue. And I would never go as far to say that that's child abuse. You know, maybe no. maybe I might not agree that it's appropriate, but. It's not child abuse. Uh, the thing I point out all the time, because it's just a, a stumper, nobody can be not stumped by this, is that Airplane came out in 1980, and it was rated PG, and it has a simulated blowjob scene. Can I say that on there? Uh, well, you did. So. Well, <laughs> now you can. Well, so it has that, and it also has bare boobs, like, bouncing around. Because really? she's freaking out, and she's just, her boobs are bouncing. And that's PG? And the, yeah. Is she topless? She, no, naked boobs, like. So she's topless. topless. Yeah, okay. not, not naked bottom. It only shows the boobs. It zooms in and shows she's like screaming because the airplane is turbulent and her boobs are bouncing and it's kind of funny. But sure. And this um, was uh, 1980. 1980. Everybody loves airplane. Who wouldn't? P- yeah. PG 13. No PG. Oh PG. And who wouldn't be? Who do you know anybody who's ever been like I like the movie Airplane? I wouldn't show it to my kids though. And also, let's be real here. Children have seen bare breasts. Yeah. You know, and, and the more you hide them behind layers of clothing and the more you make them this thing that, you know, they're not supposed to see, it's forbidden, it's taboo, the more it's just going to excite them until they're adults who it's become so associated with sexuality for them that they can't even look at a picture of a woman breastfeeding without it becoming sexual. That's how you get Ew, that yeah. sort of situation. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. But if you allow people to experience toplessness in a way that isn't sexual, then that association is never going to be formed. And they'll see someone breastfeeding in a restaurant one day and they'll think, oh, there's someone breastfeeding and it won't be weird to them. It won't be sexual to them. But if you make it sexual, if you tell them it's sexual and the reason you hide, have to hide it from them is because it's in, somehow inherently sexual, then yes, you're going to end up with adults who believe it's sexual. It just seems like a lot of people don't want to have these sort of conversations with their children about bodies and about sex and about drag queens and trans people and all of these topics they just don't want to have that conversation so they're trying to hide their children from it yeah and i get it they're difficult they're difficult discussions to have but someone's going to have these discussions with their kids whether it's you or whether it's some weird drag queen with a dildo on her head i mean no one said that being a parent was supposed to be easy that's right 603-283-6160 if you want to weigh in coming up wi-fi allowing people to see through walls it's free talk live
Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live, and you're invited to take control of the airwaves. 603-283-6160, if you would like to do that. Again, the number 603-283-6160. And with you tonight, it's Aria. Nikki. And Bonnie is with us. She has stepped out for a moment, but she will be back. I'm going to tell you about our TikTok, because we are still doing that. You can find it at tiktok.freetalklive.com. That's T-I-K-T-O-K.freetalklive.com. The most recent video there, I think, was one where Ian and I had a conversation with Mark. And again, I would like the TikTok not to be like just episodes of me, but that tends to be what it is because I I tend to be the one making the clips. And I'm on these episodes, so I can write down a good timestamp to look for a clip, right? And it, it's honestly hard for me to listen to every episode that I'm not on because it's right. just like it's in my house. So I can literally hear the people talking and it's just like I have other podcasts I want to listen to, too. So I yeah. understand that. I'm kind of counting on the other hosts to be like, hey, look, Aria, uh, this night, Thursday night at 730, there was a really funny line that was said, so I can go back and copy that. But so far, it hasn't happened. I thought there would be good ones Sunday, Nikki, if you wanted to. Yeah, honestly, the entire show on Sunday is just hilarious. And lots of like younger people have said that, or or somebody called in and said that him, hit their kid's favorite day is Sunday because of Captain Kickass. Nice. So that's TikTok.FreeTalkLive.com. We do have some videos there. Some of them are pretty entertaining. Uh, we've been talking about drag queens here tonight because that subject is just such a hot topic for people. And I, I don't know why. I don't understand why people are so upset about it. But they are. They love talking about it. I don't think they're that upset. I think they're extremely excited because they're like, finally, th- nobody can tell me anymore that as a libertarian, I can't can't be against gay rights because it doesn't hurt me. Oh, it doesn't it doesn't affect me. Nobody can give me that line anymore. I'm going to say it affects the children and nobody can stop me. It's just so hard for me to believe that people still feel that way. They do, though. And this whole drag queen hysteria, it's just a new version of the same. Oh, well, we got to protect the the children from the gays. They're going to come up and have gay sex on our porch and it's going <laughs> to corrupt our kids and our family, our way of life. It's that same crap trotted out, put, put, in a, a, put on new makeup for the year 2020 or 2022, whatever year it actually is. I mean, I think there was a Disney movie recently. I, I don't know too much about this, but I heard that there was a Disney movie recently where there was a gay couple and they had the audacity. Disney had the audacity for this couple to kiss. Wait, they did. Uh, there was a lesbian kiss scene, right? Yeah. That, uh, was it one of the yeah. Toy Stories? Why, why am I thinking it was Toy Story? I don't know what it was, but, you know, it's was disgusting it, and abomination. Elsa from Maybe? Frozen? Um, I don't know. No, because Frozen 2 I saw. I don't know. No, they're sisters. That takes it to a whole new no, level. No, someone I met. <laughs> it's just, um, it, it is absolutely amazing, though, that these people will see that and they will say that it's grooming. But right? when straight people do it. Right. Like, oh, no, beauty. yeah. Right, they have entire like entire plots dedicated to the relationship between a man and a woman, and that's not grooming. It's not grooming for you to be like, "Oh, look at the little handsome five year old. He's going to be such a yeah. ladies' man. He's he's so cute." That's not grooming or creepy or weird at all. But having these lesbians kiss in this kids movie. That's grooming. Well, Arya, I don't know if you knew this, but if children see gay people, they will automatically be gay. 
That's that's how oh. it works. You know, that's well, that's just how it works. That's, that's what Jeremy Kaufman has said to me. He said that um, if he, he had, knows better than that, he said that if he ha- if he has an opportunity to keep his kids from not needing glasses, then he's going to take it. And he says it's the same thing with not showing his kids drag queens because they may end up gay. They said what? that to me <laughs> on Twitter. What was he just trolling on uh, Jeremy? I hope so. Jeremy's <laughs> smarter than that, right? He he knows. He's bound to know that you can't. That it doesn't work that way. What? And I don't understand how the glasses thing happened. I'd have to see this tweet. Not, not because I don't trust you or whatever. I'm just I'm trying to process, parse it, and I process things better visually than ago, I do it, by hearing it. And I would like to be able to ex- give exact yeah. quotes. So maybe like on the next break, if you want, I'll pull it up. Yeah, that'd be great because I read things a lot better than I hear things, and. Uh, I hear that. And I'm like, I can't even begin to understand what he was trying to say. But even then, I mean, there are a lot of conservatives who have that sort of mentality, which is I don't I, I did a spoof on this because one of my friends received this thing in the mail, this mailer that was like, are you aware of what they're putting in your kids libraries? And it's about what the public library at the school has in, in its you know, category catalog. And it was just some books like this book is gay. I can't remember the other examples, but I still have it at home in my fridge because it's really, really, really funny. And these people were just flipping out about this. And you know what? It was some crazy conservative who did it. But like, what what do these people, is that really what they think? That they, all of their upbringing of their children, their traditional family values, all of that can be completely undone. By the sight of one man wearing a dress. Well, and they, they literally think that being gay is a new thing. Like, you know, be, yeah. being gay was invented in the 80s. No one was ever gay before that. They certainly you know, think that now, about being trans. Yeah. Now there's there's uh, something in the water. It's making everybody gay. It's making the frogs gay. That's literally what they think. But in reality, people have been gay since the beginning of time. The only difference was... In a lot of cultures and in a lot of societies, people were murdered for being gay. And that's why they just hit it. They did it behind closed doors. Now we live in a society, thankfully, where you're much less likely to be attacked for being who you are. If you you want to look at it, you can now. Absolutely. Thank you. You can just scroll down and see the entire conversation all the way to the glasses and everything. But yeah, I agree that... um, homosexuality is not a new thing and i think that people in the like really olden days just completely had to hide being gay um like uh, one of my friends pointed out how do we know that everybody who was just like that's fine i'll be a eunuch or a clerk who never gets married wasn't just gay and would rather yeah. be alone than date a woman well and like, i can't I'm... read all of this at the moment i would love to <laughs> yeah. but I, I can't do it while we're in the middle of the show not unless i read it on the air and I'm not. I wasn't sure I wanted to get into all of that. Yeah. So but they I'm, certainly do think that you know there's some something that's making people gay or trans or whatever, and it's such an interesting inability for them. Uh, 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 it's such an inability of them to see the forest for the trees, or to see the trees for the forest, or whichever one of those is actually appropriate, because it's like the left-handed thing mm-hmm. all over again through a lot of Western society's history. They punish people for trying to write with their left hand and they force them to be right handed. They would, yeah, like hit them with rulers and tie their hand behind their back. 
And then suddenly they stopped doing that and they go, wow, 10% of the population is left-handed. This is new, but it's not new. You just stopped punishing people for being left-handed. And suddenly you learned that a lot of people were actually left-handed. I mean, and even in a lot of Asian civilizations, it was not, it wasn't really like normalized for people to be gay, but it was just like, oh yeah, sometimes boys just, you know, boys will be boys and sometimes they just kiss each other and whatever, but then they grow up and then they pick a wife and then you know then they stopped doing that but it was puritanism and and christianity that destroyed a lot of this in western society and yeah. if anything christianity has a lot of sins to answer for but to the judge of human history i mean christianity and catholicism ruined a lot of good things and punished people for you know it completely destroyed a lot of civilizations in a lot of different cultures yeah, if you look at a lot of these cultures, like being gay was not that weird. There were tribes in, I, I want to say it was Africa, I don't remember this. When when I was debating gay marriage in high school, this was something that came up. So forgive me for not remembering the details about something that happened such a long time ago. But like, there was at least one tribe, maybe it was New Guinea, where it was just customary to have gay relations, like particularly before a battle. It made them stronger, they yeah. believed, to 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 be gay. Before a before they took part in a battle against other people, and it's like that was customary. And then, of course, you have the ancient Greeks who were very gay. Yeah. You had, I think, the Romans who had something very similar. With I think they were called catamites. I, I don't remember the specific style. Maybe that that was also the Greeks. I don't remember. But the Romans were also pretty gay. They were all pretty gay back then. And it wasn't until Christianity came along that people were like, hey, this gay thing, that's not good. Look what it says here in the Bible. And I don't know if I necessarily buy into it or not, but I've heard the argument put forward that the reason Christianity and Judaism, they take this hard position against everything that isn't procreation. They they demonize homosexuality explicitly, and they demonize masturbation explicitly, where all of these things are just condemned outright as evil and it's because if the, the the way the person put it, a warmongering tribe in the Middle Ages or in the Iron Ages, the most important thing for them would be to replenish their numbers because mm-hmm. they're constantly at war with one another. And if they're doing these things that aren't procreating, they're not replenishing Wasting their time numbers. Making yeah. babies. Yeah. Right. So they should be making babies instead of having gay sex or, you know, exploring other avenues for release. I mean, they can do both, but whatever. Yeah, that was what this person put forward. I don't know if I necessarily believe that, but it was one of the more rational explanations I've ever heard for, I mean, just just think about it. Why does the Bible take such a hard stance against everything that isn't normal straight sex? So I've heard before that the Bible was mistranslated. And really what it was supposed to say in the Bible was not to lay with boys. Yeah, I've so heard it was too. more condemning pedophilia, not being gay. It I've was like, that. hey, stop molesting children. And that but could it, very well be true, but I can't read the ancient Hebrew to find the out. The only thing that's weird about that to me is why do they explicitly say that you can have sex with like prepubescent girls when you take down this specific village and stuff? Yeah, the Bible, it's, it's really horrific. Yeah. I remember when I ran for sheriff, someone was like, this poor soul. And they sent me a Bible in the mail. And I, I know, right? And for a while, I, it just sort of sat there. And I was like, what can I do with this Bible? So I ended up doing satanic Bible studies with it. And that was a lot of fun. And one day, those will come back because it was a lot of fun. But I'm not drinking anymore. 
<laughs> and part of what made that so entertaining was that I was drinking wine the whole time and it was just ranting, giving these religious sermons about why the Bible was wrong about theft or whatever. But if it's very, I just flipped to a random page in it and on that random page was a little story about 180,000 Assyrians that God killed. Uh, that they, they just because and sounds for those, like a nice guy. Yeah, for those who don't know, this is a, a an important bit of throwaway storytelling here because the Assyrians were the ones who figured out that you could take iron and make it into a sword. And if you don't know this, bringing an iron sword to a sword fight where the other guy has bronze, it means you win every single time. They can't do anything to you, and you will slice right through their thing. Because iron is just that much more powerful than copper or bronze. So, and the Assyrians were the ones who figured out how to turn iron into weapons. So that, that was the whole thing. And that was why the Assyrians were specifically mentioned as being smote there by God. Because they had the iron weapons. And whether the Jews actually won that battle or not is kind of immaterial. But they were making the case that the reason they were able to overcome these, these devastating weapons was with the help of God. But yeah, just 180,000 dead Assyrians just randomly... My, one of my favorites is, I think it was Elijah, the prophet. He went into a city, if I recall correctly. I may be wrong. And there, some kids laughed at him. And he wasn't happy about this. They laughed at him being bald. They said, ha ha, bald man, shiny head, or whatever. And for that, he, he brought down the curse of God against them, these little kids. And he said, well, you're going to suffer for that. I got you. God, get them. And God killed them. He sent a what they described in the Bible as a she-bear, a bear, an actual bear, like, roar, out of a cave to go and kill and eat these kids for calling this dude bald. And that's like, that's a good story. They're like, yeah, go God. Well, your God just like, he sent a bear to eat these little kids for making fun of this bald guy. And I don't know how to tell you this, but like that's kind of disproportionate to the offense here. And some, okay, so a little more woke Christians will believe that the Old Testament was like an archon god and the New Testament What's, is Jesus. You, so like in Gnosticism, the archons were just like these lesser gods who technically ruled over the earth and stuff, but they're really basically like uh, kind of bad spirits. They're un- imperfect. They're not the true God. And one day the true God sent Jesus and was like, no, you're going to listen to my rules now instead of the old rules. So that's what some like woke, more woke people say. Hmm. But the thing about it is like, even in the New Testament. So that's why like sometimes the I Gnostics the- weren't the only ones who believed that there was another sect of early. They weren't Christians, but there was another sect of early believers who believed something different. I can't. Mark was the one who told me about their existence. I can't remember now what they're called. And the thing is, like, I can get behind that in a sense. And I like the, the idea that Jesus was a teacher and he kind of went against a lot of the stuff that the old, people who were only Old Testament, all Old Testament uh, taught. But it's just so weird to me that he, Jesus, just for fun, sent some demons out of some people, put them into some villagers' pigs, and the pigs ran off a cliff and died. And the villagers all came and begged Jesus to leave because they didn't have food for the next year. That's like anti-property rights. Why would Jesus put them into the pigs? Jesus could easily tell them to go to hell or whatever. Yeah, that's weird. I've never really thought about why he, uh, Jesus would have sent them into the pigs. But let's go to the phones. We have Chuck on the line from Washington. Chuck, you're on Free Talk Live. Are you with us? Yeah, I'm with you. I was trying to get squared away here because uh, I'm... I was uh, raised in the church, and a, a, a lot of the things that uh, 
we're talking about here, I, I've struggled with too. Uh, when we're talking about Christianity and uh, there, uh, these people that, particularly the people that want to involve politics with their Christianity, okay? And they want to take, uh, let's say, abortion. Okay, Jesus didn't really talk about abortion, whether you like it or not. Right. But for somehow, some way, we've gotten to this area where we need to, you know, let me ask you this. Can you ask Jesus into your heart if you don't have a brain? <laughs> I, I've never been entirely clear on what that means. I mean, I'm from the South, well, right? Well, what from... does it mean? If you're talking about abortion, for example, and I'm going to rail on this because this is the most in-your-face issue that, I struggle with as a Christian, and I'm sitting there looking at it, saying, Jesus didn't talk about abortion, but you're talking about some references to the uh, Old Testament that Jesus pretty much laughed at and said, no, I am the only way to God. So these people are <laughs> sitting there railing on this abortion issue, and I'm gonna, and they say, 18 days after conception, you've got a heartbeat. So can you, well, didn't, if, if you don't have a brain? Didn't Christ say that he wasn't here to repeal the law? He was here to fulfill it, referring to the old Judaic law? So he, he, didn't, he didn't laugh at those laws and said they weren't valid anymore or anything like that. He said, yeah, those, those are all still correct. I don't know. I think that by say, when he said he fulfilled it, he could have been saying, like, now those things are atoned for. You don't have to live every single day um, making sure you stick to the law anymore because I died for your sins. And I wish more Christians thought of it that way. Than- but in that case, what's the point of morality? Like, yeah, the Chuck, you mentioned accepting Jesus into your heart. I've never been too clear on exactly what that means. And what's if, if my but sins are forgiven, then why do I have to do anything? They're just forgiven, right? I guess it's your soul and they, enter, they, uh, they conflate the soul with the, the heart. And so your soul to, is your heart. And then, of course... Do I, like, leave a plate days, of cookies and milk out for him when I invite him in? I right. mean, what what, what well, is the logistics here? I, I don't know that I... Do I... I don't... And this is where I've really had a struggle with in my growth in uh, this whole Christianity thing, along with the whole political thing. Okay? And, and there's several other stuff. You're talking about pedophilia. Jesus was the one that told us that anybody that tries to entice little the little ones into sin are better to have uh, a, uh, a like a weight wrapped around their neck and thrown to the ocean. Th- this is uh, what he told us. Uh, Which and right, so- and see that's another thing that makes me think that Jesus was anti the Old Testament because the Old Testament. You know, Archon God well, said you can have sex with whatever little girl you want in this village because I give am giving I them to you. See, well, as long as they weren't Israelites, right? Uh, because that was always the thing, part. and that's the, uh, still the argument that Christians use is that all of those arguments about slavery and the child rape—they weren't yeah. talking about the Israelites. That those that's were other even people. Worse. <laughs> yeah, I know, but that, that's what they say, and they somehow think, well, somehow that that makes it not as bad, right? And then you have this whole thing about uh, the of uh, the. Now, you get, really want to get weird? Read Ezekiel 9, and we will talk about, like, uh, people's uh, preconceived text for uh, drive-by shootings and uh, school shootings. If you read Ezekiel 9, you'll be like, whoa, what, is, what am I reading here? What's it about? I, what yeah, I've never read Ezekiel 9. Tell me, what's it about? 
Well, just an overview. It's it's a prophet. It's a, in the Old Testament. It's a prophet that uh, was sent out to go write down everything he saw, and uh, the prophet saw God telling these people to take every stabbing weapon that you have and go kill everybody in the city. I think I can't remember what city it is, but it, it pretty much instructed uh, the the people the the uh, the character in the story to go and, and destroy everything because God couldn't see anybody who was uh, righteous enough to live. It was. Uh, I wouldn't at all be surprised about that. Was long, that would be long after the story of Sodom and Gomorrah happened, and that was where God leveled two entire cities, and, and then not to course, mention flooded uh, the yeah. entire planet and, <laughs> and left only one family alive. I mean, the the Christian God killed a lot yeah. of people. And we have a dove to tell us that it's going to be okay, everybody, with the rainbow. Mm, yeah. yeah, that's what they okay. say. Thank you so much for the call tonight, Chuck. It's it's curious what these people actually believe, and of course they they gloss over. They're like, "Well, we just we we don't talk about that." But the reality is that that's exactly what the problem is. They don't talk about what the actual Bible actually well, says. They pick and choose what they want to believe. They're like, "See here, you know, a man is not supposed to lay with a man, but all the other stuff, I'm just going to ignore." That stuff, and I'll yeah. and every once in a while I'll and post actually, a Bible verse on Facebook, but only the ones that are you know nothing about God leveling cities <laughs> or murdering people, just the nice crunchy ones. They won't even know about those most of the time. It's like oh. I didn't really know about the uh, Bible verses about slavery until I started like until I was like twenty one, looking into like okay, do I really want to believe in Christianity anymore? I was just like, what? Like I didn't even know that was a thing. Right, because they don't talk about it in Sunday school, but right. within the very same book of the Bible, which would be Leviticus or Deuteronomy, or I think Deuteronomy, where it says, thou shalt not lie with the man with, with the man as one does a woman, it, in that very same book, it has all sorts of passages about how you can't wear uh, clothing made from two fabrics, like polyester. Yeah. You're, that's forbidden. You're not allowed to wear that according to Christianity. And there's other examples like you you have to remarry your your sister's ex-wife or something. I don't know. There are some weird remarrying people when their when their husbands died and stuff going on in the Bible. And it's like none of that was optional. And I don't remember the specifics now because the book of Leviticus or Deuteronomy is literally just a bunch of thou shalt not over and over. But it's it's very peculiar and the part that says thou shalt not lie with the man as one does with the woman is like literally right beside that part about not wearing polyester. <laughs> so you kind of got to go with both of them if you're going to go with any of them. But maybe we got all this wrong. Give us a call. Let us know. 603-283-6160. Don't leave us out here attacking Christianity and no one defending it. It's Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live, and you are invited to join us, 603-283-6160, if you would like to do that. Again, that's 603-283-6160. I want to say thank you to, I believe that's supposed to be AEC, the Quaker anarchist. Um, no, sorry if I'm not pronouncing it. It's A-E-E-C-E-E. So I'm assuming hmm. AEC. I don't know. Sorry, I'm going to call you the Quaker anarchist. Uh, sorry if I'm butchering that. That's tonight's amplifier, and that means the Quaker anarchist is a member of the AMPS program. You can find it at amps.freetalklive.com. That's our Patreon because 
Unlike, you may have noticed that there's a conspicuous lack of advertising on Free Talk Live. And there's multiple reasons for that. It's not like, oh my God, they can't find advertisers or anything like that. No, there's just not any effort being put into it because like that's, we wouldn't turn down advertisers, obviously. Well, we would if there's like a product we don't like. like, Because we certainly have done that. But we're not like explicitly turning away all advertisers saying, no, no more advertising. But that's not the direction that seems to be where we want to go we we want to be directly supported by the listeners and i think that's a better way to do it because then you're not beholden to anyone we don't have to worry about how many people we got to sign up for nord vpn or whatever we don't have to worry about this video is brought to you by blah 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 we don't have to do any of that we just have to put out the content that our listeners want and that's doing the show seven nights a week like we got that one in the bag. We got that one covered, man. You don't have to worry about it. We're going to be here every single day doing the show live, and there'll be a podcast every single night. Yep, whether you like it or not. Yeah. Well, hopefully you <laughs> like it and you want to join the AMPS program. But the issue with advertising is we talked about extensively here, and as I continue to rail against it, because the more I think about the advertising model, the more I'm convinced that it just cannot work. And the system as it's set up now, it became, I understand where the, what they were thinking when it became this, this focused, this targeted on, oh, this person likes Metallica and Mudvayne. Let's show them this advertisement for the new Metallica album. I understand how it got to that point and what they were thinking. You think, okay, well, we know this person likes music, so let's advertise 50 different concerts to them and maybe they'll, adver- maybe they'll buy one of these six. But if you know, oh, this person like, ro- likes rock music, then you're not going to waste time advertising to them Taylor Swift concerts or whatever. So the more you know about them, the better your advertising can be. But somewhere along the way, it became too focused. The algorithms broke. And I'm not in the interest of fixing these algorithms, and I don't know that they can be. But now the only way I'm ever going to be advertised about this Metallica tour that's going on is once I've already learned about it and I've looked up tickets to it, which I did do. And I said, no, no, thank you. I've seen Metallica live twice. And I held up three fingers. It's really only <laughs> twice. And they were fantastic shows. I've also heard their new song, and I'm not particularly impressed. I mean, yeah, it's good. It's Metallica, but Metallica was never really a very good band. And they're still not a very good band. They're a progressive metal band. And I realized this only very recently, and I never really gave it any thought, but most of their albums are bad. And is it because you're a Megadeth fan? Is that what it is? No, not at all. But... <laughs> But I do find what Dave Mustaine did to be far more impressive than what Metallica did, right? Like, here's a guy who gets kicked out of this metal band that goes on to become the biggest metal van- band in the in the world. And he goes, well, screw you guys. I'm going to start my own hugely popular metal band, and we're going to be second place. And we're going to rival you guys for being the best. And he did that, yeah. right? The odds of one person being in a metal band that becomes successful are extremely low. Yeah, for somebody that cried a lot about uh, Metallica ruining his life, he certainly did well for himself. What? But he made Megadeth? Yes. Yeah. They, oh, they Captain, was- oh, Captain actually showed me a Megadeth album recently that's a new one, and I like them more than Metallica. They, they went Christian, Megadeth did. Really? Yeah. He's, really? Yeah. Dave Mustaine is a hardcore Christian now. I didn't you didn't know tell that. by the lyrics or anything. No. I didn't hear Jesus or anything in there. No. Hallelujah. The good ones you can't tell. Uh, Lacey Sturm is probably one of my favorite singers today. She was the singer from Flyleaf. Uh, Flyleaf, oh. not a very impressive band. Really like weak Flyleaf. musically. I liked their popular music. It's not like yeah. I listened to whole albums. Well, musically, they were not very good, right? 
But their singer, Lacey Sturm, was phenomenal. One of the best I've ever heard. And I never gave them any thought because the music's so bad. Until one day I was listening to Spotify and it played one of her solo songs. And it was banging, man. I had rarely heard anything that was just that tight, that put together with that, that much vocal power behind it. It was called Rot. And I had never heard anything like it. And I was like, man, this singer sounds familiar. So I went and I didn't, I, the name Lacey Sturm didn't seem familiar to me. So I, I was like, okay. So I found the solo album and I started listening. I went all the way through the album. And a lot of it became, you know, in my liked tracks because uh, mm-hmm. it's fantastic stuff. And I was talking to him about a friend. That, he goes, yeah, that's the singer from Flyleaf. I was like, what? <laughs> There's no way. Because Flyleaf is also a Christian band. All the Christian Teenage kids liked Flyleaf. Yeah, and it's very obvious when you listen to Flyleaf. And Skillet. Yeah, Skillet's got better musicians in it than the, the singer slash drummer from Skillet. That's the girl. Yep. Super impressive. I knew she was a singer and I knew that she played violin, but I did not know she was also a drummer. Hmm. And I didn't know this until I saw them at Louder in Life when this chick, no, no kidding, was playing drums while singing. And I don't know if anyone out there has ever bothered trying to play drums but it's not super easy to do. And if you're also trying to sing while doing it, that takes a level of coordination that is unbelievably impressive. Like Karen Carpenter. I don't know who that is. You probably don't. It's like an older, like soft rock, classic rock band, The Carpenters. And you would probably hate it. But okay. she's a really, really good drummer. Well, I, she's a good drummer, but she can also sing while playing the drums, which is impressive. It seems crazy because, I don't know, some people probably think singing is like, oh, it's so easy. It's just like talking or yeah, something. But singing actually takes, you know, like your brain is working on what to, where to go next and stuff. And then your hands are, your brain's working on where to put your hands next. It sounds difficult. Yeah. And it's possible to have all of this be like second nature, right? Like if I practice a song, if I practice talking while playing a particular song, then I'd be able to carry on a conversation just fine while doing that. But if I'm just playing the guitar and I'm trying to carry on a conversation with somebody, either what I'm saying is going to be tremendously stupid, which to be fair, probably wouldn't be that new, or what I play is going to sound horrible. So a lot of these musicians, they they are impressive. And to bring this all back, Lacey Stern was tremendously impressive. And some of her lyrics, like especially in the song Rock, where she says, oh my God, save my soul, it sounds really awesome. Until I learned that she was saying that from a Christian perspective, and I was like, well, that's not that's not as cool. Right? That's not rock and roll, man. No, it's still rock and roll, and it's still good, but it's not as cool. Like, having a non-religious person or a Satanist or something invoking the imagery of God and souls and saying, save my soul in that context, that's awesome. But a Christian doing it is like, oh, you, you like meant that, meant that. That's not... That's not cool. That's not funny. That's not clever. It's still a great song, and I still like it, and I still like Lacey Stern, but it's sort of... Then you get into the weird Christian stuff, right? Where She's got this other song. Uh, it's not fully alive. It's the other one. Where she's, a lot of her songs talk about being alive. I love fully alive. That's the one I was trying to remember. All Around love Me was song. the other one. And oh, wait. That's the, that's the one I love. That's I love both of those. In that one, she was like, I, I feel you dancing behind... My tongue dances behind my lips, whatever. And it's like, she's singing about God. And yeah, it sounds really yeah. weird, right? Like the, you get that Eric Cartman made fun of this in a South Park <laughs> episode about how how you can take the word God in some of these and, and replace it with you know like baby yeah. or, or whatever gender neutral term you want and it it becomes romantic and it's weird <laughs> yeah. the it's weird record man. execs are like it sounds like you really love Jesus <laughs> and he's like don't you and they're like yeah yeah I do too. <laughs> 
Of and, course I do. And he really loved Jesus. That's one of my favorite episodes, man, because like he, he does end up getting struck by lightning by God at the end of that. And, like He had it coming, but if you've never seen it, you got to watch it. South Park's fantastic. But let's go to the phones. We have Perry on the line. Perry, you're on Free Talk Live. Are you with us, Perry? Oh, you are, but I hit the wrong button. So hold on one second. This is why I don't use the actual phone. Perry, you're on Free Talk Live. Thank you very much. Uh, incidentally, I, I was introduced into the Libertarian Party in 1979 by my cousin. Individual wow, that's OG, man. Rights of others. Okay, I, I'm live and let live. I, I, I believe that uh, if you gay people are born that way anyway, I believe. And, 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 and we should... I don't, uh, I don't know if I believe it or not, man. I just believe that way. But anyway, I, I also believe, you know, you, whatever color you're, you're born, you, you don't have any say-so in it. You know what I mean? In other words, there shouldn't be racism or anything. If we go by what God believes in, we, we should all live and let live anyway. But Certainly. anyway, what, what, but the point I want to make is, in America right now, we've got too many students getting out that don't know how to read or write. We, we don't need to have... Uh, uh, drag people going into school we need to start teaching them how great america is uh, uh what you know what makes america great after us that are going to destroy this country i'm telling well, you hold on perry what what, what is it that makes america great well there's a lot of things that makes us great but let, let me well let it's me clearly just, not the education system right well no our edu- no uh, right here in uh, arizona for instance uh the the the, the, the new governor the, the 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 money follows the student right now. She wants to stop that. She her name's Hobbs. She's a, she's very evil. She want in other words. Let's say you want to put your child in a charter school or home. School. So public schools make the make America great. Am I understanding, Perry? You're not having a conversation with us. Is, is that correct? That the public school system is what you're saying makes America great. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that. Uh, well, that's what I want to know. You should have a choice where you want to put your child. Like the money was following the child. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, we have school choice here in New Hampshire as well. Is that There's a school voucher program that they just set up where you can get some amount of money and you can use it to send your kid to a private school if you want. And, you know, that, that's a good thing and all of that. But you mentioned stuff about, you know, the, we're going to destroy America. We have to keep America great or however it was you yeah, phrased, it, phrased it. And I'm just curious. Indoctrinating. They're in, they're 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 they're. they're they got this climate change agenda that well, shouldn't the point be not to teach them going on i'm just saying there's a lot of hoaxes going on i I agree though there are lots of hoaxes and propaganda being brought in through public school why is so many libertarians solution to that to teach them something else instead of focusing on let's get rid of public schools it's like focus on the cause not the effects you know yeah hey by the way can i mention something real fast before you hang up on me please yeah. Can I make something? I guess, uh, but you didn't really have a conversation with us. And that's the shots, by the way, the shots that for the COVID. I think if they kill off within five years elderly people for like twenty, even twenty percent of them, they're going to save a heck of a lot of money. And I think that uh, that p- might be part of the reason. Why, yeah, maybe, uh, man. I'm putting you on hold though. Uh, thank you so much for the call tonight. It, it's frustrating when you just want to talk at us and not hear anything that we have to say. And when we counter your points, you just shift the subject entirely to something completely different. I mean, we can talk about COVID shots sometimes, certainly, but we would like to actually have a dialogue and be able to ask you questions about what you believe. And 
actually have you answer those things instead of just talking over us or just ignoring us entirely. Like you called about the public school system, and there's certainly a lot to discuss there. But you mentioned a lot, like America being great, and they're corrupting our kids and teaching them all this other stuff. And as Bonnie pointed out, the better solution is to just... Keep your kids out of public school. Get rid of the system. And that's why I don't really care that much when uh, New Hampshire people uh, talk about, well, they're doing drag queen story hours in school. Well, in New Hampshire, if anybody's kids are in school, it's basically 100% voluntary at this point. Absolutely. Let's keep going with the phones. We have a caller on the line. Caller, you're on Free Talk Live. Oh, man, you got us on speakerphone or something like that. If you can get us off of speakerphone, I can flip back over in just a moment. Are you still with us? Still with us. No, but he's still got us on speakerphone or something. Or the radio on or something. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. That's frustrating. So you got to take us off speakerphone or doing whatever it was that you were doing if you want to have a conversation with us. So anyway, yeah, we were talking about Christianity prior to this, and I don't know exactly how we got into it or how we can really circle back to it. But I didn't have anything pulled up in front of me at this exact moment. But it's it's frustrating to me as someone who used to be a Christian that I'm expected to know so much more about Christianity, because I would characterize myself primarily as an atheist now. Uh, let, we have the caller on the line again, so let me flip over to see if there's a caller. You're on Free Talk Live. Hi. Can you hear me okay? Yeah. What's on your mind tonight? Um, the COVID thing. Um, I hate to change the subject on you, but it's kind of important. Uh, I didn't know if you are aware that the United States is not allowed to do lab tests on people. Uh, before and after they get the uh, the shot, you know, to compare. But uh, some other countries did, and uh, one is uh, Thailand, where they uh, took a, a large group of children and that uh, didn't have um, uh, a vaccine, and then they they tested them for heart conditions, and then after the vaccines, they tested them, and they found that. that's almost 30% of the kids had abnormal biomarkers, uh, heart markers after the second shot. Wow, that's a huge percentage. What? I said that's a huge percentage. Yes, it is. And in Puerto Rico, they did a study of 8 to 84-year-olds, and they showed a 70% objective signs of cardiac injury after the vax. And the reason I bring these two studies up is uh, I just learned that the uh, uh, Federal Aviation Administration made a major change in the pilots with uh, heart damage. And it used to be that uh, they had a, um, a limit of like uh, uh, damage estimates. They do some kind of test and there's like a a PR measures heart function. And they used to accept uh, 0.12 to 0.20. So this is basically some level, some likelihood assessment of a pilot having a heart attack or some kind of heart failure, essentially, is what this number is? Yes. And so 0.12 one, two to 0.20. But on October 24th of last year, just a couple months ago, they increased it to 0.30 and potentially even higher. So this accommodates people who have had cardiac uh, injury. Now, United um, company, um, the airline company, they have like a 96% vaxxed rate. And Delta didn't mandate it, but they still had an 85% a vax 
uh, rate. And what I'm what I'm looking at is why did they do that? Why did they do it quietly? Are these pilots getting injured by their shots? Hmm. Why? What would be a good reason to allow more heart failure into? Pilotry, <laughs> you know, pilots. Well, in regard to pilots, I don't know. But in general, airlines are short-staffed. Uh, everyone is short-staffed. And I still don't fully understand how everyone can be short-staffed at once. To me, that that doesn't make sense logistically. Like, where did all the people go? And the, the conspiracy theorist to me is like, well, obviously, they died. COVID-19 killed them. But that doesn't fit with what I have observed throughout COVID-19. But that... I like that conspiracy better because it makes more sense with what I'm actually observing on the ground, which is a, a noticeable lack of bodies to work in places. But bodies weren't piling up in the streets. So I, I don't know. People weren't like Instagram influencers, you know, as much like before COVID. People didn't go home and start getting money off TikTok. I wonder how many people are actually successful at doing that, though. I think it's down right now. Uh, really? I think it's yeah, thank you so much for the call tonight. I actually fans. didn't get your name, but uh, thank you so much for the call. Be. Interesting discussions. But yeah, I watch some streamers. I don't generally watch them when they're streaming because I have a schedule. It's just like I understand people who don't watch Free Talk Live when we're live, right? Because you have a schedule. So you watch it. You, we stream and then you watch us when it's convenient for you. That's how I am with some of these streamers. And, you know, their older videos you see constantly just... This person donated $5 with Super Chat. This person donated $10. This person gifted 15 memberships or whatever to people. And they, they just come in regularly. But if you watch the more recent videos for the last year, the number of donations is noticeably down. Because but people don't have the money. That's just like the direct donations from their viewership type thing. But one thing I thought I've noticed that I've seen more of these people than ever in my life, I feel like is people who just record their lives on Snapchat all day. And then like once a day, they'll be like, hey, everyone, I get this question all the time. How are my teeth so white? It's purely white deluxe. And that's just every single one of them does that every single day. They'll they'll just record this when I'm eating. Hey, I just want to talk to you guys about this. And then all of a sudden, out of, like so out of place, they start mm-hmm. talking about purely white deluxe because those people pay them. They're basically... Uh, they do. They just record their lives, and some people could find it really boring. But some people are just like, I don't know. It's like therapeutic to watch other people live their lives. A Wait. lot of people do that on Instagram as well, where they'll do what you're saying, where they record their lives or post pictures, selfies, whatever it might be, whatever content people like, and then they'll do a lot of those like promotion type things. Yeah. But those things are but. generally per acquisition, right? Like they yeah. they have a special link or whatever. Use my coupon code or whatever. Are you up twenty to get twenty percent off? And the point yeah. of that is that the company knows that they are there buying it because of your fans. So they attribute it to you and they give you a percentage of it. I just find it hard to believe that some of these people could make an entire living doing this. I don't think they do. I follow some YouTubers who have millions of followers and they literally fund their entire lifestyle and they're not, you know, they're not skimping anymore. I follow these people on YouTube, Kara and Nate, when they first started traveling and making YouTube videos, you could tell they were on a strict budget. But now you can tell they have nicer equipment. They And they've been open about like, hey, guys, now we're making a lot more money. Um, they're just candid about it. And they do these same sort of things where they'll maybe do like two or three in a video. So it seems like some people are actually able to make 
a decent living doing this, but I just think that would be the minority. I can't really see thousands of people. You know, I, I would think you would Well, we need- don't know exactly how they're making their money. I, Based on my experience, I don't think they're making it from these direct advertisements. I think it's got to be from direct viewer support, like Patreon and YouTube memberships and Super Chats and stuff. I don't know that. The thing that's weird about the Snapchat thing is like, you used to, there used to be like, Two that were really big, and then like other than that, you'd just see like celebrity gossip. Now it's like, who the heck is this random person that looks like it could be any high schooler in any small town, and they have like millions of viewers watching them, and they have the purely white deluxe uh, thing too, and it's just like, why? I don't know. I've just never seen so many of these like completely normal looking people who were famous. I, I don't know. That's just it. Seems like a COVID thing to me. Like people went home and just got completely. Uh, bored and made their you know started recording everything about their lives and then people started following them i follow some of them because it's just like literally like i said like sometimes when i'm like i don't know like stressed out or something just watching this girl do her skincare is like therapeutic and i have been watching way less youtube because of it well you mentioned being famous i think being famous as an idea has really changed over the last several years since the rise of youtube and stuff like that having Having millions of followers, I don't think it makes anyone famous anymore. No. Yeah, especially on TikTok. You can have, like, one of my ex-best friends, ex-boyfriends had 10,000 followers on TikTok. And I remember being like, he's not, like, famous, dude. Like, chill out. No, 10,000 followers is meaningless. Nothing. Right? You, you, TikTok. You can pay $20 for that and get some Chinese company to get you that many followers. Yeah. Just, mm-hmm. just from bots, I guess. Mm-hmm. But it's certainly... You've got to have millions upon millions of, like, PewDiePie is probably one of the most popular, successful YouTubers out there. None of us would, I wouldn't know this guy if I saw him on the street. No, yeah, yeah, and I've seen his videos, I know what he looks like, but yeah, if I saw him in Keen, I wouldn't be like, oh my god, it's PewDiePie. I wouldn't even recognize him at first. You I don't know? know, I think, I, think I, I would. I haven't watched that much PewDiePie. I don't know, I just think I would. But maybe not but most even, of them. And that's just the most popular one. There's countless yeah. others. Like the guy I watch is called Ryukar, and he's maybe got a million subscribers at the most, and no one would recognize this I guy. I never heard of him. But they all have merchandise, right? It's like, go buy my T-shirt or my coffee mug or whatever. It's like, dude, who would buy your stuff, right? How cringe would it be for me to have a website <laughs> store and people are like, Go buy this cup with the Aria logo on it, right? Maybe I'd buy some- it. I was just laughing because I thought you were going to say it with you with the Riordan guy or whatever. Or I don't know. What, what was the YouTuber just said? The Ryu car? Ryu car. Like if you just had like a shirt with it. I don't know. Because that's what that I would always That would also think. be weird, right? I, like, I always who, think that's so weird. He has shirts that people can buy. But like I have to wonder who's out there buying these shirts. And I'm not part of this culture that wants to rep your favorite YouTube guy. Is that and what we're dealing with here? Who is? Like I, I don't know anybody that walks around with I like bought, Shane Dawson. I bought an Amir, Amelia Earhart shirt. She's a but, car girl. Oh, I thought. I, yeah, I thought she was the pilot. I was say, uh, I thought that was pilot. Uh, so I, I think I, I said have the, the same name. Amelia Hartford okay. is her name. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> but my best guess is that there is this thing among people so, somewhat younger than me, I'm assuming, where they they want to rep the merchandise of some of their favorite people. Whereas I see Ryu Carnival, like, yeah, he produces content that I like, and that's pretty much the end of it. But they're like, yeah, I'm a fan. I have his T-shirt and his mug, and even if no one else ever recognizes them, they know. That they're in this elite, maybe not elite, but in their minds it's probably elite. They're in this elite club, and it's because they're part of this this audience. Maybe, 
Maybe it has a lot to do with that. What's the word I'm looking for? Where relationships are one way? Um, parasocial. Yeah, maybe it has a lot to do with these parasocial relationships where they feel like if they buy this person's merchandise, this person's merchandise, then they're somehow their friend. One thing I didn't think about is like, you know, like Lady Gaga merchandise. I wouldn't find that weird or like Megadeth or whatever. I wouldn't find that weird, but it's the YouTube specifically. 603-283-6160. You can join us. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live, and you are invited to join us at 603-283-6160. If you'd like to do that, that's 603-283-6160. And with you tonight, it's Aria, Nikki, and Bonnie. And listeners, we're asking you for a favor. As you might know, Ian Freeman, the founder of the show, was recently convicted of various victimless crimes. He's facing up to 20 years in prison. That's what the prosecutors are asking for. And I think... It's been floated that a minimum of eight is what someone else is expecting. I don't remember, but someone said the prosecutor. Said oh, that's what Abram said. The, yeah, the prosecutor said they're asking for twenty. They expect eight is what he ended up saying. So, I mean, we can argue all day if the jury was mistaken or if the system was corrupt or whatever. The, none of that's going to get us anywhere. But what would be helpful is if you wrote Joseph Laplante, that's the judge, a letter about Ian's character, how he helps the community. What he's done to you, what he's done for you, and how he's made a difference in your life. Things like that can affect the sentence that he's going to get. Say things about yourself that give your opinion weight with the government workers, like holding office or having a good career as a volunteer, things like that. Those are the important things. So check all of this out at letters.freetalklive.com. That's where you can find all of the information. That's letters.freetalklive.com. My own sentencing was postponed until March the 14th of this year, which it would be a little over a week from now if it hadn't been delayed again. And that sucks. I'd really like to get this over with, but it was necessary. And I I suspect Ian's initially, I think, was set up for April the 14th, if I recall correctly. But it's it's based on my experience it's going to get pushed back at least 30 days and probably well beyond that i, I don't know uh, there's been nothing told to me or nothing that i've seen in the court system that suggests that but seems like it oh every date gets yeah. pushed back yeah in the federal system everything gets pushed back at least once and no one seems to mind seeing it just get pushed back a few times but let's go to the phones we have sarah on the line from new mexico sarah you still haven't been hit by a car is that- hey, um, did you get um, our New Mexico national news about uh, Solomon Pena? Sarah, I don't think that, that New Mexico news and national news are the same thing. I've, I've never heard of this New Mexico national should news. should be that way, but or does she mean that well, New Mexico I mean, made national he, news? That's what I got. Uh, okay. With a famous criminal. He was a formal um, GOP candidate. And he got angry that he lost the election on District 14, so he shot up four of the former politicians' house. When did this happen? Yeah, they finally caught him. When um, did this happen? 
I think he shot him up in December, all the four people's houses. Wow, I didn't hear anything about this. Well, that's the well, I mean, our famous criminals, I mean, our criminals made national news. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, but so, Sarah has evidently criminals? they didn't. <laughs> uh, we I never heard know. about I mean, it, Sarah, is the literal point that we're making. So we're not sure that it made national news or not. Well, we never heard about it. I'm just shocked that this just happened and... It seems like a big deal that a lot of people would be talking about. Yeah, and this person lost an election, and because of this, they went and they shot at four different people's houses, and it took them more than a month to find this dude? NPR covered it. New York Times. Yeah, the, yeah I figured that it was on the some kind of a yeah NPR or whatever that they're talking about. Oh, now. he paid for other people to shoot them. That's even that's yeah, kind of worse. It was uh, $500, you know, and... Uh, yeah, it's just Hold on, wait, that's all he paid them was yeah, five hundred dollars. So Seems yeah, like the going rate in Albuquerque. I guess that's, a, that's, that's why, uh, going, what, what the hell do you know about the rate of hiring a hitman, Sarah? That's so bad if well, true. I, mean, I, think, I think one of the people that were in together. That's the going rate. Jesus like, Christ, Sarah. Well, I think one of the kind of kind of he had to kind of spoil to get a light sentence thing. Is that how it goes? If they're one of the suspects. They 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 kind of turn on the other ones to get a lighter threat. That's what happened. So oh. this is a unnamed person that was a like part of the team, and then he wind up turning the other ones in. Well, this is why you don't hire hitmen, and if you do, you pay them more than five hundred dollars because they're going to immediately turn on you. <laughs> Because $500 isn't going to be enough to even pay That's for the, a it's, good point that you wouldn't want them to just be like, this guy only gave me $500. I'll yeah. tell the cops on him. And, and there's so much about this story that I don't understand, right? Like, was he paying them to shoot these at, the, at people or like at their property? What, what, what were they being paid well, to do here? Yeah, it was at the home. At first, um, they, were, he was, they, were, they were kind of shooting them kind of high at early in the morning. And then he said, well, so they were like being disruptive, buddy. Yeah. In, in the residence and the home. And then they told them, well, it's not going to hit anybody. So shoot them later in the afternoon, like in the evening, at eight o'clock and lower. So it will hurt somebody. And so then, they were I trying guess, to hit I, people. What's in this article I found, bullet. it says that they were shooting at the homes of four elected right. officials. Yeah. And it says it. One of the bullets went tore through the walls of a ten year old girl's bedroom as she slept. So it's yeah. not like you know they weren't home or anything. It Good also Lord. says that he took part in one shooting himself. So these people are completely well, unhinged. They, they thought it was the firecrackers. Somebody was blowing the firecrackers, and then she said, "There's a the little girl said there's um a spider crawling on my face. That was the the dust from the walls that was landing on her face. You couldn't tell the difference." Oh, that's they terrifying. They had a bullet flying over her face, and she got, she didn't see. It was, the, it was just the firecrackers or people shooting off like a, a mile away. Well, thank away. goodness. Can you imagine how traumatized she would be if she had been afraid and she had known that people were shooting bullets into her house? Thank when, goodness she thought it was just a firecracker. When you wake up to an explosion, it's like you're, you, don't, you don't really know if that part was a dream or you, I don't know. You kind of like don't know if it's if that's really really why you woke up or anything so well, i can disorienting you know right yeah thank well, you so much for the call tonight sarah we certainly did well, i didn't actually ask you we certainly didn't know anything about this but why are you bringing it up sarah what's why are you talking about it tonight well, you know what they, 
my whole point is the GOP, they should be ashamed of themselves. This guy actually ran for political office, and he was a felon. And that was uh, it was illegal for a former felon to run for political office, state representative. And okay, well, that's, that's not true. It's not illegal to run for any office. He, he may not be able to serve if elected, but he can certainly run. Also, and, we can't really blame this on the, the political party because it wasn't, you know, it wasn't the entire Republican Party that did this. It was this one guy who's clearly crazy, ran for office, lost, and then wanted to seek vengeance on the Democrats that didn't lose. Yeah, the GOP clearly didn't uh, vote for him. I no. mean, like, if you, you want to vote, if you want to blame all GOP members, they didn't vote this guy into office. Plus, Sarah, I don't oh, know that. if you realize this, but the there is no system in place that Republicans can use to keep someone they don't like from getting the nomination for their party. They and have, if there was, that would be terrible. Yeah, they have literally know? no control of it. You, if you wanted to, you could find an open spot in the Republican Party where they're not running a candidate, and you could go foul to run for that office as a Republican, and there's nothing they could do about and it. And a bunch of them would not know and just vote for you as a socialist or a communist. They would. Sorry. Well, but the thing was that I think our state statue, he was, it was a, he was not allowed to run in our state. Not, not a single response is. to anything we said. Well, I don't know. I think they didn't. Our judge, wait a minute. Our judge allowed him to run in our state. We, we well, then it wasn't illegal, was it, Sarah? No, because we, our judge, but technically the law was uh, the our state statute, but he overruled it, and then he loses, and then a year later he shot everybody's houses that are Democrats. I mean, this is. I mean, well, I Sarah, about, I gotta uh, hand it to you. You are correct. A candidate for the state legislature who is a convicted villain is allowed to stay on the ballot. A judge ruled that Republican Solomon Pena is qualified to run to represent House District 14 in southwest Albuquerque. Yeah, he gave him another chance, even with his background, right? So, and then Why do you have this on? He loses, and he, he does this. Now he's going to go back to jail. You know, there, there are, you know, nonviolent felons. How do we know he wasn't a nonviolent felon? Yeah, and there's plus, people that are innocent that were convicted. Plus, according to New Mexico law, felons can get voting rights restored after completing their sentence, including probation or parole. And if their voting rights are restored, then so is their right to run for office. I mean, you would think that after somebody serves their time and does, you know, whatever the punishment is for yeah. what they did, that that should be it. You know, why are they still continuing to get punished after the fact? That's how it is in New Hampshire. It's like you can't run for office or vote while you're serving your, like if you're sentenced to jail or you're sentenced to probation. Once you're done with that, you can start running for office and voting again, even though you're still a felon. Yeah. So, Sarah, you're, you're mistaken there. Felons can and do run for office in New Mexico. So the judge did. No, I, I mean, it was a special ruling. The judge gave him another chance. But no, me, no, the judge know, did not. No, Sarah, listen to me. The judge did not give him another stance. His his corrupt opponent filed a lawsuit saying that Pena was not disqualified. And the judge said, no, you're wrong. Pena is qualified. Case dismissed. The judge didn't give the guy a second chance. His opponent was like, he shouldn't be allowed to run for office. And his opponent was wrong. Yeah, I, I, I guess he's allowed to run, but yes. I mean, he screwed it up. And But to me, you're right. You, you cannot blame the complete, the GOP said that he does not support this. But, you know, I mean, come on. It shows that most of the scumbags that run and represent the GOP. This one guy does? 
I, I don't agree with that at all, Sarah. Well, I mean, because, you know, I, I, I'm a Democrat. You don't say. I'm concerned on the way that I'm I can't believe it. You just said. described the Republicans as scumbags running for office. I can't believe that you're a Democrat, Sarah. Well, I, I mean, there you go. There you go. So that's my slant on it. Everybody has their perspective of looking at it. But, okay, but it's if you know obvious. yours is a slant, don't you have the capacity to realize that and to recognize that just because you're a Democrat, it doesn't mean that all of these Republicans running for office are scumbags? Sarah's a star-bellied snitch. Well, let me... You're right. I mean, there's people that kind of, you know, are upstanding or better, quali- you know, like better citizens that are law-abiding, that are GOP, but, you know, it does blow out that, you know, that they'll accept these kind of people into their party. But they don't have any control it. over it, Sarah. Again, they... they the GOP and Keene... Let Arya into their party. Yeah, they they have literally no control over who's in their party and who's not. Who's Arya? Who's- the person you're talking to, Sarah. I'm Arya. Jesus Christ. They they let you into the. Well, that's what I'm talking about. See, you plant you you see you're sleazy because I'm you not- called me a slut that yesterday <laughs> night. See what I'm talking about? I you didn't call go- me a whore, a welfare whore. I did. <laughs> you're asking me that I have to write a petty, uh, like a petition letter to get the in a lesson sentence with your free talk show. I mean, your your show treats the caller terrible. Not all of them, Sarah. Just I never some think of, of welfare whore as meaning actually sleazy or a slut. No, no, a welfare whore doesn't mean you're a slut, Sarah. It does not mean that. I, I do not think you're a slut. Well, so you're supposed to be uh, well, you're the libertarian or whatever, and they accepted into the GOP. Yes, I ran as a Republican. You are, you are a Republican, predating the, uh, uh, the the third party, and then that's a way of um, stealing the election. Yes, that- right, and infiltrating. Right. Yes, and I was upfront about this from the beginning. I literally wrote articles about how was how I was infiltrating the Republican Party. Like I could not have been more transparent about this. I told them what I was doing, and they still made me their sheriff candidate. So <laughs> I I have no idea. It's so it's so confusing, you know. Well, it's because they but, don't have uh, any control about it. They just go into the voting box like everyone does, and they vote for whoever has an R next to their name. And that's just like you go in and you vote for whoever has a D next to their name. You're probably counting. You're probably voting for countless. Republicans who are filed as Democrats and countless libertarians who have filed as Democrats. You don't know. You don't know anything about the people right, you're voting right. for. They use that all the time. They claim to be, they announce themselves to be so-and-so. Like, I'm a Democrat, and they're what you call a blue dog Democrat. They Most of the time, they'll go uh, vote with the Republicans. They're, they're just uh, using that as a deception. They're out there doing something different. Yeah, and, yeah, and Democrats yeah, and can't so, do anything about it. Well, until they find their... They find their true colors and they get voted out the next election. Yeah, but that's all you can do is you cannot vote for them, right? And the Republicans did not vote for this guy. What's crazy is it actually doesn't happen that way every time. Like uh, Matt Santastasso is pretty much out about being basically an anarchist. And he got reelected this year and absolutely no one had any uh, questions. And, you know, had went up to him and told him, like, I'm not voting for you again because you're a secessionist, even though they targeted him with articles about it. And this is in New Hampshire. 
by the way. He's a House of Representatives. They did. He was one of the driving forces behind the New Hampshire secession bill, CACR 32, which put would have put a ballot, would have put a question on the ballot allowing New Hampshire to declare peaceful independence from the United States. He was one of the two primary state reps behind it. And he, I, I don't know if he's an anarchist or libertarian or what I've never actually asked, but he's, he's, yeah, I, I would call him an anarchist just based on what I know of him. And he was reelected. I was watching that election closely. That was one of the few that I really cared about because that was a significant one. Like, here's this guy that the media, they, they tried making him the face of New Hampshire independence. And anytime they wanted to question New Hampshire independence, his quotes were there and they were really good quotes. Almost every single one I saw was like, man, that should be framed on my wall. Right. right? But they tried to frame it as a, as it was a bad thing. Like, can you believe that this state rep said this? And they just thought they were, you know, a shoe in for his seat next time. And Ringe like overwhelmingly voted for him. Yeah, because they're into that type of thing. Right. Yep. So, Sarah, thank you so much for the call tonight. Again, I don't think you're a slut. I don't think you're a whore. I think you're a welfare whore. And that's a very different thing. And I I don't want to split hairs with you, but you are a welfare whore. So, like, that's not just an opinion. That's what you have told us. She, She said before, she said, like, I would, I stay in New Mexico because, well, I get the most handouts here. She said handouts. Yeah, she literally said that Monday night. (laughs) <laughs> Just two days ago, Sarah, you, you said that you would stay in New Mexico because it's where you get the most, because it's the socialist welfare state that you love so much. Like, that's a welfare whore. I mean, honestly, I consider public school teachers to be welfare whores. So Certainly. why does Sarah think that she would be above Not, yeah. me con- or us, whatever, being I considered know. a welfare whore? I don't know, but I, I enjoyed uh, that particular conversation with Sarah calling so me shocked. sleazy or whatever. I was, That's how yeah. she led that sentence. So I was like, what? <laughs> well, yeah, you're Arya. Well, you're sleazy. I was yeah, like, I, I can't wait to re-listen to that. I'm, I'm, I'm going to end up putting That's that going one on, on TikTok. TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you so much for that tonight, Sarah. Anyway, that's what's happening in the world. In other things, it's, I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't know what's happening in the world. Uh, Nikki, you have a story that I want to I get do. into about Wi-Fi seeing through walls. But real quickly, I want to get into this story. And I don't know how deeply we'll get into it. But it's coming up again, this trillion-dollar platinum coin that some people seem to really want the government to mint. And the article I have here from NewRepublic.com is obviously a facetious article. They're joking. They don't think it's a good idea. But I have to wonder, what do these people think the American system like is if the government can just print a coin and stamp one trillion on it and that solves all of the problems? They don't care. They don't understand. But there are people who think that. And this guy says, oh, we're not going to have time to get into this. Um, Anyway, that's pretty much, I guess, all there is to really say about that is that people are really that stupid. Well, but- you know, there's all the always these like TikToks and people going online, like young people saying, guys, I just realized something. Money is just fake. They just tell you it's worth something and it's worth something. And uh, they are it's like they're getting there. They're almost there. But, but then they go communism. But then they say, like, that means that they should be able to pay for anything. They don't realize the yeah. repercussions of, yeah, it's fake money and it's, it has a fake value. But if a trillion dollar coin is minted, then the money you have right now is going to be worth nothing. And you're not, you know, they don't understand how these things are both true, you know, that, that it can affect you in your real life. And it's made up. It It is alarming how they don't understand that, right? Like. 
all of the money that you have, it partially derives its value from the amount of money that's out there. The more money that's out there, the less valuable any single dollar bill happens to be. So the more money that's out there, the less valuable the, all of the zeros in your bank account actually are. So having a trillion more dollars out there is not doing anything to alleviate anyone's economic hardships. It's only making those hardships worse. It's making you poorer. It literally makes you poorer for that $1 trillion coin to exist. And certainly there, there is this huge disconnect where they're like, well, money isn't real. It's just, it's just like the argument that atheists have with um, Christians all the time where, where I would argue that God isn't real, or at least what they perceive to be God isn't real, right? What, what Christians perceive as God isn't real. And they're like, well, how can you say that? God has done this. And they point to all of these things that Christians have done in the name of God. And they don't seem able to disconnect the two concepts where, yes, you can believe in something and you can have an impact on the world because of your belief in that something. But that doesn't make that something real. And it doesn't mean that something had any impact on the world. Like your belief in money and you're acting as though money is valuable. It has an impact in the world. But that doesn't mean that money is real or that it has an impact. It means that you as an individual have have an impact on the world. I'll even go as far as to say that I really do believe some of these things because I've seen it when I was a little kid in uh, Virginia, like people who were sick and just like got miraculously healed during prayer. I just don't see that that fo- that it follows that God did it. it. Seems more likely that you know the energy of the room, all these people together going up to the front and laying hands on and you know focusing their energy on this person. Maybe there's something we don't know about energy that healed that person. I love watching videos of it because it's. I mean, you don't can't know if it's real if if it's on a video, but. To say nothing of just the placebo effect, right? Right. Like yeah. if you genuinely believe that these people coming up to you and putting their hands on you is going to heal you, there's a decent chance it's going to heal you. Oh, right. absolutely. And it's totally possible for people to heal themselves. Yep. You know, it doesn't necessarily mean it's God. And I kind of believe that God is within us. Yeah. So I think the Christian perception of God really takes a lot of the personal power and responsibility away from us. It's like, no, God didn't do this. I did this or like the old thing where they're like, oh, ask for prayers. And then it's like the surgeon that, you know, performed the surgery. They're like, oh, God did this miracle for us. (laughs) No, that was the surgeon. That was the medical team that did this. You're taking you're taking things away from people and you're you're giving them to God. It is sad. I I watched my cousin do this. Like she posted on Facebook years ago. She's like, yo, I want to say thank you to God. I got this job or whatever. And I was like. Girl, God didn't do this. You did this. You're the one who put in the resume. You put in the work. You contacted the employer. You did the interview. You got the job. God didn't do it. You did. Bonnie, you mentioned energy beings. There's this YouTube channel I want to direct you to. It's this guy called Phil Hellions, and he's got this fantastic video all about how humans are really just energy beings. Uh, There's all sorts of... You know, scientific terms and stuff that we could get into, but that's that's all human beings are. That's all reality is. Everything is just just energy. Yeah, and I didn't say beings like energy beings. Well, I he meant, would, that's what and I, I would. Yeah, like six zero three two eight three six one six zero. If you want to weigh in, there's more coming up, including how Wi-Fi can help people see through walls. It is 
Free Talk Live. You can hang out with us on our social media server at social.freetalklive.com. That's our Mastodon. If you're unhappy with Twitter and the direction it's going, evidently Twitter, I think, its revenue is down. I don't remember. I saw the article at some point today. But I didn't even mean to give you the uh, social. I mean to give you our chat server. Uh, That's chat.freetalklive.com. That's our official chat server. And as far much as anything is official, there you can find a bunch of trolls. The trolls that Bonnie mentioned earlier, the reasons that why she wouldn't do a Topless Wednesday episode. Yeah, that's where you'll find them. And they tend to be entertaining. We don't watch the chat. I don't watch the chat very often. Uh, I pop in and out occasionally when when I'm bored and I feel like interacting with them for an hour or so. It, it can be entertaining, but um, it, it's fun. So uh, chat.freetalklive.com if you want to hang out with us there. there. There are a bunch of show hosts there, especially in the Honor Now room. Or you can just create your own room away from the trolls because it's Mastodon. It's not Mastodon. What is it? It's Matrix. Matrix, thank you. It's Matrix and it allows that sort of thing. It's like Discord except... You can create your own little rooms on our Discord server, basically. You don't need our permission to do it. You can do it. So check it out at chat.freetalklive.com. Speaking of other things you can do, evidently, Wi-Fi can be used to see through walls. And I'm, I'm sort of picturing this. Is it like a sonar thing? It feels like it might be a sonar thing. That's what it seems like. Just as I hear it, I'm like, Wi-Fi, you know... It's going through these walls, and the signal is weakened when it goes through these walls and when it bounces back or whatever. So if you had some technology that could detect the amount that's bounced back or whatever, you could at least map out the room and the contents within the room. That's what it seems like it means. I mean, I totally don't understand how this is even possible, but it definitely caught my attention when I saw it. Yeah. So let's hear about it. So researchers develop a device that can use Wi-Fi to see through walls the drone-powered device exposes vulnerabilities in Wi-Fi security. It's powered by drones? I guess so. That, right. that also doesn't Weird. make sense to me. So, yeah, Let, let's get further into this because I'm confused now. I, I sort of understand that the concept behind using Wi-Fi as sort of a sonar or using just sonar. I mean, if you're going to do something like that, why not send actual radar waves into someone's home? But, okay, Wi-Fi is already there, so use that. I, I don't understand. So tell me more. A team of researchers at the University of Waterloo, not to be confused with the ABBA song, has... With the what? Cre- I don't know what any of that means. The ABBA song? No. Uh, I didn't know nope, she had a song me. called Waterloo. Okay. I, I didn't <laughs> know they, ABBA I was a person. No, no, it's uh, a band from Swedish? the 70s. Okay. Yeah, Swedish band from the 70s. Anyways, has created a drone-powered device that can see through walls using Wi-Fi networks. The device, named YPEEP, can fly close to a building and then utilize the Wi-Fi network of the inhabitants to quickly identify and locate any Wi-Fi-enabled devices within. The wi uh, the WePeep or YPeep exploits a loophole that researchers call p- uh, polite Wi-Fi. Even if a network is password protected, smart devices will automatically respond to contact attempts from any device within range. The YPeep sends several messages to a device as it flies and then measures the response time on each, enabling it to identify the device's location within a meter. Okay, that that sort of makes sense. Like, 
your phone is constantly looking for Wi-Fi networks to connect to, right? And the way it finds them is that it's constantly sending out this message. And eventually a Wi-Fi network says, oh, hey, yeah, we see you. You can connect here. And then you go through the steps and you connect. So those messages are constantly being sent out. Like if you walk into range of your house, your phone is going to automatically connect. Yeah. You don't have to tell it to. It's automatic because it's constantly doing it. So they got this drone that is constantly sending out those sorts of connection requests or those their, their pings. Realistically, they're just saying, hello, is there anyone out there? And when one of these devices says back, oh, yeah, hey, we're out here. Like your phone will say back to the Wi-Fi router. Oh, yeah. Hey, I'm here. And so will your laptop or whatever. All of these devices will say, yes, hey, right here. It measures that distance and it says, well, this is how far that is. That's scary stuff. That's definitely an exploit in the technology. Yeah, absolutely. I'm still completely confused. Like, what does that have to do with seeing through walls? Well, it doesn't. It allows it to know where devices are within the building. Oh, so that's it. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't allow it to see through walls in the way of sonar, which is what I would have expected. Yeah, it's more like I, what I was thinking, like see everything in the room. And what, yeah, but now that I think more about it, like they would just use sonar or yeah. radar. Why, why but not? But then like right? people's cars might be going off every time they come home if they have radar detector in their car. And they'd be like, what's going on here? I don't know. I mean, not mine randomly use, does. Not that they use mm. X-Band. Everyone turns yeah. that off, right? Yeah. So Dr. Ally Abedi, uh, an adjunct professor of computer science at Waterloo, explains the significance of this discovery. The Y-peep device, uh, the Y-peep devices are like lights in the visible spectrum and the walls are like glass, Abedi said. Yeah, Using- I like that characterization of it. And I'm not concerned with like the, the possibilities that they're seeing here. I'm far more concerned about the security implications here um, because there's absolutely not, there's nothing you can really do about this yeah except have like, like w- a fair day cage around your house or something i don't even know if that would work well if that would help it, it could but it would require like fundamental changes to the well i mean you could avoid that is what i meant but it would require fundamental changes to wi-fi technology right instead of having them constantly ping out looking for each other you'd have a button on your on your uh wi-fi router and a button on your phone that you could push to say hey look yeah. for each other now but yeah. even then they're communicating back and forth and that's going to yeah that's something can pick it, up yeah. that signal exactly um using similar technology one could tra- uh could track the movements of security guards inside a bank by following the location of their phones or smartphones wow that's scary yeah that is pretty scary because at first i've just been like why do you why does it matter where somebody's sitting in their house you, but most people carry their phone with them i mean as they even walk through the house yeah you know so um, now they can wow that's that's yeah. terrifying Likewise, makes me want to unplug all of the wi-fi <laughs> right because i I'm, I don't, I don't need Wi-Fi in my house. Almost everything that I really use is wired anyway. So let's get rid of that Wi-Fi. But then again, if I'm not using Wi-Fi, it doesn't affect me. It just affects other people who use my Wi-Fi. Well, and that's the thing. And then, you know, if but if it's not this, it's going to be something else. You know, this oh, no type of yeah. technology is always constantly being developed. And new weird spyware is always coming out, you know. I mean, Alexa is listening to everyone's conversations. Most people's smartphones probably are, unless they have it turned off. And even then, yeah, it's it an, still might be listening. Alexa and Google, are the, those are just other examples of something that always has to be listening in, listening in order for it to work at all. 
I went as far as I possibly could in the settings, like did as much as I possibly could to make uh, my iPhone stop doing the Hey Siri listening to me thing. And all you can do is ask it like it stops uh, doing Hey Siri. But I, I never there's no like obligation that I made like you will turn off and I could sue it, it literally the furthest you can go is it says like ask Siri not to listen. Yeah, I mean, as far as uh, I know, Siri- you can just turn it off. It seems like Siri would absolutely listen. If you're like, hey, but Siri, don't listen to this. You can turn it off and it won't work. Like, I have that turned off. But then you can go a little further and be like, ask Siri not to, like, listen. So most people probably think, oh, I have it turned off, so it's not listening. But you actually have to go even further and ask it not to listen. But even then, it's still just an ask. Yeah, so it could still be listening. Yeah. Right. You really have... No clue. I hate those sorts of devices. And they do, in order for them to work, in order for Google to hear it when you say, hello, Google, or okay, Google, or whatever the phrase is, it has to always be yeah. listening for anything that could be that. So it can, your voice isn't turning on the microphone. It's already listening. And it just hears those key words that tell it to react. And there's another, um, there's a conspiracy about this that basically proves it, where people recorded them calling their friends um, in different like rooms of the same house, they're both recording. Someone calls, and the other person starts talking, talking, talking. The the person receiving the phone calls just starts talking, talking, talking. The next person tells them when, what that was the first thing that they heard, the first thing that came out of the phone, and it's always like a second before they pressed answer. Oh wow! I don't know if they fixed that. Hmm. Scary stuff. But let's go to the phones. We have caller on the line. Caller, you're on Free Talk Live. What's your name? One percent. They're from nowhere. One percenter from Norway, I think you said, or nowhere? Nowhere. Nowhere. What's on your mind tonight? Um, When you were talking about that guy, uh, Head, Richard Head. Yes. Do you know the nickname for Richard? Yes, that's why we were laughing. That's why I stopped reading and was like, wait, this guy's name is Richard Head? There was this popular comic book detective. I think he was a comic book detective in the early 90s uh, known as Dick Tracy. And that's because Dick is short for Richard. Right. <laughs> yes. So, yes, we knew about that. And that's what we were calling attention to because this guy's name is Richard Head. Like, I hadn't read that whole article yet. I was like, wait, yeah. did I read that right? <laughs> and, and I paused. I was like, could that be real? I mean, yes, we, we called as much attention to that as, like, realistically we felt was warranted. So, yeah. Was that all you were calling in about tonight? Um, I have another one, yeah. You guys were talking about fireworks last week, I think it was. Yeah, with the, in China? Okay, yeah. yeah. But I wasn't in China. Sure. One of my buddies, you know, he's he was connected at the time. So he would get fireworks from overseas in a cargo container, and then he'd bring them over to uh, storage units. Okay. So one time, you know, I got a cake. Well, first I needed a flatbed trailer for this cake. It was huge. It cost me like two grand for this thing. It was all mortars in it. What? Yeah. It went from three inch to four inch to five inch, all the way up to one that was inside that I was 16 inch. And I was a giant weeping willow. It was awesome. Anyway. Yeah, that's very cool. You exploded the cake like a... Every time a row of mortars would go off, the flatbed trailer would hop off the ground. So mortars are the fireworks yeah. you're talking about? Yes. 
aren't mortars like bombs? But they're also yeah, the, they're a type of firework, <laughs> oh, right? Okay, I didn't know they're, that. they're the ones that shoot, that have the tube that shoot up into the air and they explode. Okay. That the yeah. same th- the same concept is used, I think, in like mortar rounds used by the military, except they like point that in a direction and it goes, and it, then it, you know people die. So thank you so much oh. for the call tonight. One percenter from nowhere, and I can imagine that you know fireworks of that scale could put on a dazzling display. And there in China, they have firsthand access to a lot of them. But yes, the Richard Head's head thing was. Um, I mean, we called attention to it, and I felt like you know, we gave that joke its everything that it deserves. So thank you so much for the call tonight. Uh, we are talking, however, about uh, Wi-Fi and this possibility, the, the exploits available to Wi-Fi, but really it's security in general. One of the more alarming pieces of spyware that I ever learned about was obviously government level, right? This is not going to be something that your average malware company is capable of doing, but they had speakers that were listening to CPU family microphones that were listening to CPU fans of, you know, computers that were running inside of buildings or inside of offices or whatever. And they had spyware on these computers that would tell the CPU fan to spend at certain speeds. And it would transfer, it would take that information. It would turn it into information. Like if it was spending, spinning at 5,000 RPM, which was probably way faster than a CPU fan actually spins, but let's just say for the second, I mean, at 5,000 RPM, it registers it as a zero. Or at 6,000, it registers it as a one. So it takes those zeros and ones and it turns them from binary into a full sentence. Or it gives you a binary representation of whatever image happens to be pulled up on that computer at that exact moment. Or whatever, access to whatever sensitive files they happen to be viewing. Those sorts of technologies already exist. And obviously, it's beyond the capability of the average person. And they it's beyond the average person to have a microphone that can even do that in the first place. If you have a microphone that's sensitive enough to listen for the CPU spin, feet, spin speed of the fan next door, then you already have the technology to monitor whatever's going on. But it's just scary that such a thing can even exist. It's a novel way of using existing technology to exploit people and spy on one another. And there's all sorts of ways like that that we haven't even conceived of. This one that Nikki brought in the article about reminds me a lot of just the, I think they're called stingray things that cops use to find people who were in a certain, is it called stingray? It's the thing that they're able pretend to be a cell tower and your phone will ping it and then they know that you were in the vicinity and they'll uh, you'll be a suspect of a crime. Yeah, I don't remember what that thing is called, but yeah, I do know what you're talking about where it pretends to be because your cell phone, just like Wi-Fi, is constantly reaching out to cell phone towers saying like, hey, I'm right here. Well, the police know that and they have a device that pretends to be one of these towers that says hello back and it gets information from your phone. And just like that, the cops know you're in the area. But they don't even need that anymore because there's geofencing from Google, which is where your phone is constantly keeping track of where you are and what you're doing. And it's anonymizing that information or making making it sort of anonymous. It's giving you a random series of numbers and letters to be your identifier. Instead of telling Google, hey, this is Aria Demetso, it's like, hey, this is 077423A or but whatever. But then can they petition Google? Like, we need to know who's 77... 77- yes. Wow. So, yeah. Well, and forget okay. about your phone. With all of the security cameras nowadays... Also true. I mean, that's 
all they need. I we just did a story on Sunday of a mom who brought her daughter that was in Girl Scouts to she was a chaperone to I forget where they were going, but to some Broadway show. And within seconds, they identified who she was, where she worked, and they told her she wasn't allowed to come in. Wait, where was this at? This was in New York City. Um, I'm forgetting where. I think it was she was going to see the Rockettes, I believe, at Radio City. Her The mother, the woman that was kicked out, was a an attorney on a case. Well, no, no, no. She wasn't even an attorney on the case. She just worked at the same law firm in a different state in New Jersey, but... The law firm had took a client that was suing not Radio City Music Hall, but the parent company. I believe it's Madison Square Garden. Wow. So just because and they made a rule, if you're an attorney or if you're even associated with this law firm, you are not allowed to go to any of our locations, which is within the right to do so. Yeah. The creepy part is that they identified her within seconds of her walking through the security Wow. They knew who she was, where she worked. They, within seconds of just getting a glimpse of her face from the security camera. That is insane. And, yep. you know, the police can absolutely tell Google, hey, we didn't know who this 7AA74 is. Yeah, they're not going to say no. Or they they can just be patient, right? And they can figure it out. This person, this 77A4, they, they were over here at, the, at this studio at 7 to 10 o'clock at night. And then they were over here at this place the next day. And then at this place, and, and we know that Aria regularly goes to the studio in that place and this place. So that must be Aria. And just like that, they've completely de-anonymized you. They, yep. They've identified you. And they can also do that if they want to. That, that's probably a little bit more difficult. But that's the issue with these pseudonymous. I hate trying to say the pseudonymous is. is what I'm going to say methods of them tracking people so that none of them are truly anonymous mm-hmm. and they can identify you if they so choose that they want to put the effort into it they absolutely can and it should all be against the fourth amendment because it's surveillance when you're not it's broad surveillance unduly broad surveillance that you shouldn't have to be worried about going or being under while you're just out in public on the subject of surveillance, there is a very little-known surveillance program capturing money transfers between the United States and more than 20 countries. Hundreds of federal, state, and local U.S. law enforcement agencies have access without court oversight to a database of more than 150 million money transfers between people in the United States and in more than 20 countries. That's the reason to use Bitcoin. Absolutely. The database housed at a little-known nonprofit called the Transaction Record Analysis Center was set up by the Arizona State Attorney General's Office in 2014 as part of a settlement reached with Western Union to combat cross-border trafficking of drugs and people from Mexico. So that was how it began. It was to combat drug trafficking and human trafficking. It has since expanded to allow officials of more than 600 law enforcement agencies from federal agencies like the FBI to monitor the flow of funds through money services between the U.S. and countries around the world. Tracks data because if you weren't paying attention, the Transaction Record Analysis Center stands for track. Tracks data includes the full names of the sender and the recipient as well as the transaction amount. Rich Libel, Tracks director, said the program has directly resulted in hundreds of leads and busts involving drug cartels and other criminals seeking to launder money 
and has revealed patterns of money flow that help law enforcement agencies get a broader grasp on smuggling networks, all of it completely unconstitutional. It's a law enforcement investigative tool, said Mr. Level. We don't broadcast it to the world, but we don't run from or hide from it either. It's like these people can't understand that just because like a a common criminal can't get your information due to them having this uh, program doesn't mean that we are just okay with the government having this information. No, they absolutely should not have this information. And what amazes me is that this was created by the Arizona Attorney General, and now it's being now it's expanded to being used by federal agencies and people in more than twenty countries. What an insane growth of this organization that hasn't been created by Congress or overseen by anyone. Mr. Wyden, an Oregon Democrat, said the track allows the government to serve itself an all-you-can-eat buffet of Americans' personal financial data while bypassing the normal protections for Americans' privacy. And as you point out, Bonnie, all the more reason for people to use cryptocurrency. Because then, I mean, if Western Union is tracking all of this stuff and logging it in a database and banks are tracking it and logging it all in a database and all of them are putting it into this track thing and they're not even telling you, then so is Cash App, so is Venmo, and that's probably how... All of that's probably how they got wrapped up in it in the first place. And they try to give you this excuse that, like, it's your elected representatives that are, you know, uh, trampling all over your privacy, usually in, in cases similar to this. But in this case, it's like, I didn't elect someone in these 20 other countries. Nope. And I certainly didn't elect the Arizona Attorney General. Right. Internal records, including track meeting minutes and copies of 140 subpoenas from the Arizona Attorney General were obtained by the ACLU and reviewed by the Wall Street Journal. They showed that any authorized law law enforcement agency can query the data without a warrant to examine the transactions of people inside the U.S. for evidence of money laundering and other crimes. That's so, again, any law enforcement agency can search this data without a warrant to examine the transactions for evidence of money laundering. One slideshow prepared by a track investigator showed how the program's data could be used to scan for categories such as, quote, Middle Eastern names wow, in bulk transaction records. It's <laughs> not surprising at all after the Crypto 6 uh, trial when they showed a picture of a black man with a shirt, his shirt off that Ian had sold Bitcoin to. And they said, does this look like this person is a CEO? Really? Yeah. What does a CEO yeah. look like? I, I wasn't exactly. there for that day. Yeah, no, they said it was blatantly racist. Yeah. Seth Aframe said that. I I wasn't there that day. Ordinary people's private financial records are being siphoned indiscriminately into a massive database with access given to virtually any cop who wants it. This program should never have been launched and it must be shut down now. I absolutely agree. That's, That's an enormous amount of power to have been, to have come about out of a deal between Western Union and the Arizona. Attorney General, track track captures money transfers occurring through companies like Western Union, MoneyGram, Dalex, and Euronet through its RIA brand. I've never heard of some of those. MoneyGram, that's the thing that Walmart uses, right? I think so. That's how I've heard of it. Obviously, Western Union, these services are used by millions of people, especially those without bank accounts, to transfer funds between friends and family. They are an especially popular way for Mexican migrants to remit money earned in the U.S. to family members across the border. Money services companies are more loosely regulated than banks, often at the state level. Under federal regulations, banks must monitor transactions for suspicious activity, report those over $10,000 in cash, and conduct due diligence on customers, 
Customers also requires federal agencies, Congress also requires federal agencies to get a subpoena for bank records and notify customers when their records are being seized. However, money services businesses don't necessarily have all of those restrictions and they can't necessarily be subpoenaed so easily, according to this article. I'm going to post this on our social media server. You should read more about it because it's pretty alarming how much power the governments have to this completely unchecked organization that was not created by any governmental organization. It's alarming if you care about privacy. Absolutely. We should all care about privacy. But we're out of time for tonight. You can join us in the meantime on that social media server at social.freetalklive.com. The new fourth edition of Healing Our World, The Compassion of Libertarianism, will take your understanding of liberty to a deeper level and has over 1,300 updated references, new cartoons, and a forward by Dr. Ron Paul. With discounts for multiple book purchases, the fourth edition of Healing Our World is a great gift for the liberals, pragmatists, environmentalists, and Christians in your life who think libertarianism is cold-hearted. Get yours today at healing.freetalklive.com and use promo code FTL for a $5 discount.